Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to a special live all-star edition of Barbershop Talk Tuesdays here on the Dadon Tolbert Show. I am your host, Dadon Tolbert. Over the years and, uh, you know, just every day, seven nights a week, uh, over the last four, four, going on five years now, uh, the main purpose of this show is to help women. You know, obviously our mission statement is to help women avoid many of the uncomfortable circumstances that they often find themselves in. But a little bit, you're just more so to help you guys and, and really help bridge the gap between the way of thinking of men and and how women think that we feel. Because at the end of the day, there you know, there you look at society, there's a huge gap and a huge disconnect as far as communication goes. And uh, you know, unfortunately just men and women aren't seeing eye to eye. Uh, you turn on your TV, you open up Essence Magazine, Ebony Magazine, pretty much any major forum uh, that deals with relationships, you're going to see the topic of why so many single, successful black women are, are having trouble finding love or being found by a man that they would consider to be uh, the man that uh, they want to spend the rest of their life with, live, lives with. So tonight, uh, we're going to do that. We're going to bridge the gap a little bit. We're going to address that topic of why so many uh, professional, uh, seemingly great women, uh, seemingly great potential wives, why they are not being picked by the men out there looking for wives. You know, you, you, you look at society and we, we, we see a lot of what's not out there. You know what I mean? We see a lot of, uh, you know, Men in jail, uh, you know, we see portrayals of a growing number of homosexuals, you know, men on the DL, uh, uneducated men, insecure men, um, intimidated men, and, and things like that. Men who would obviously not make ideal husbands, but what you don't see uh, on the Steve Harvey show, on Mike Bazden, or really any, you know, in these movies or TV shows, you don't really see. Uh, educated, professional, elite men, you know, spiritual men, godly men, heterosexual men, you know, the the great fathers. We, we don't see those men out here who are actively looking for wives. You understand what I'm saying? And, and tonight, what I've assembled is a panel of great men, okay, great men who are, one, not afraid to keep it real with women. Uh, there's a serious lack out here of just strong back black uh, what I call courageous men, which led me to start the group, uh, Courageous Black Men of Facebook. And um, several of those men are here tonight, and we're going to address the topic of why so many uh, black, specifically African-American women, are, are single. So Courtney's going to be here with us as well, just to kind of add a little bit of a female perspective. And, and you guys are here also. Feel free to, to you know to weigh in uh, with your comments. Call in at 646 646- Two zero 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 three six six. Not into that fake stuff, that scripted stuff. No type of screening calls. Yo, you got something to say? Hit us up, man. You know, uh, you know, hit the number one on your keypad. Um, let's let's jump right into it. Uh, and just real quick, tonight is going to be uh, a very real show. We're going to talk about real topics, and, uh, as we always do. But I got to tell you guys, honestly, if you guys missed it, I know it was Labor Day weekend. A lot of stuff was going on. On uh, we did a special live Sunday night edition of uh, as I called it my Labor Day special, which was people are still talking, they're still hitting me up, saying it was one of the realest shows that they've ever heard in their lives. So if you miss Sunday night show, don't don't sleep on it. Don't think that was one of the repeated shows that you may have already heard. That was a brand new live show. 
which absolutely kept it 100% real. And uh, what we were talking, we talked about everything, uh, but specifically we, we really uh, tailored it to, um, you know, snooping through phones, privacy in relationships, trust in relationships. And we're, and that obviously that, that conversation went off in a whole bunch of different directions, which we're going to elaborate on on tonight's show. So like I said, I'm excited tonight. And uh, let's, let, matter of fact, let me go ahead and jump right in. Let me introduce my panel. Okay, I have a panel of a couple guys that you've heard before, a couple of new guys. Uh, all of these men are, are members of the Courageous Black Men of Facebook. Add yourselves in there, fellas, men only. Um, they're also very active in the Friends of the Dayton Tolbert Show group. So shout out to everybody in there. And quick shout out to all my new friends, some old, some new, in my new organization, which is called the Each Woman Foundation. I've been talking about this for a long time, just a real quick. Uh, it's already, I just started, what, yesterday, I believe, and it's already close to 700 women in there. Many of those women are women who I've worked closely with uh, through private counseling and things like that. Uh, other women are just women who have added themselves. Some were added by others. And, and really, just in a nutshell, that group specifically is, is for just women, I'm actually the only man in the entire group, um, and, but it's it's mainly for women to use as a support system for for help for leaning on. A lot of times, women are going through problems and situations. What they in in, a, in a, what they seem would be a silent man or a secret man, and they feel like they're alone. So what we're going to do is what I did was is create a I want to create a worldwide network. You know, of women around the world going through the exact same situations in other states and other countries, so you guys can kind of interact and talk and just be 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 that support system. So we got the Courageous Black Men Group for the fellows. We got the Each Woman Foundation for the ladies, and everybody can come together here on this show as well as in the Friends of the Date on Tolbert Facebook group. So I just want to kind of put that out there, ladies. Add yourselves if you haven't already, and let's get it in tonight. My main man. First off, my man Lewis is here. Now, i got to be honest with you guys about something. Before I introduce Lewis and bring him on, you've heard him call into the show before. Um, in my opinion, Lewis has given some of the, the, the best advice. He keeps it realer, as real as any man that I've ever, you know, that I've ever, you know, interacted with. And um, it's great to have him here to, as a special guest on our panel tonight of Elite Men. Lewis is here with us this evening. Lewis, what's going on with you? Hey, Daydon Courtney. I feel privileged to be sharing the stage with all these great men, and I feel like it's going to be an all-timer tonight. Yeah, man, absolutely. Good to have you here. Before I introduce my other panelists, just in, in a nutshell, how do you feel about addressing the topic of why so many African-American women find themselves struggling with love? I think it's it's definitely needed. I mean, I think the bridge needs to be, the the gap needs to be bridged because there's a lot of false information out there. I mean, I'm I've seen in in magazines and and Steve Harvey and all of that. There's just so much false information, and then they got the girlfriends, uh, you know, who can't really get their own situations together, trying to give them advice. And, and it's just it's just needed. So they, they just really need to see, to get an idea of what men are thinking. And I'm talking about men uh, that are looking for marriage, men that have a relationship with Christ, because uh, a lot of times, you know, women put all men in the same category. But this is specifically the type of women, type of men 
that they're going to be dealing with um, and putting themselves in a position to be with when they become emotionally available. Right, absolutely. And it's great, like I said, Lewis, it's great to have you here, and I agree with you 100%. We've got to start differentiating. That's why I came up with the term elite men. You know, if you guys – actually, last night, in fact, I rebroadcasted because I specifically did that for this purpose. I knew what we were going to be doing tonight, so I wanted to make sure – Everybody was it was fresh in your minds. There was no confusion as to what an elite man is, what needs to be done to be found by one. And tonight we're going to hear from men around the country. And I specifically, I did this on purpose as far as the way I set up this panel. I'm from the Philly area, okay? Lewis, go ahead and let everybody know where, you, where you're from. Mobile, Alabama. All right, cool. Alabama. Now that's cool. Now, now my, my my second guest here, my second panelist on this evening. You guys got an opportunity to hear from him on Sunday night. All right. Now, again, I I don't know if you guys missed that show or not, but if you did, you seriously want to go back and listen because my man Marv kept it a hundred percent real. Marv, what's going on with you tonight? Stay down. Did I keep it real or did I keep it real? You kept it. You kept it a hundred percent real, man. It was a pleasure yeah. having you there tonight. What What do you think about tonight's topic? Well, first, first of all, thank you for having me for a second time, Vidan. I'm, you know, I'm grateful, uh, privileged to uh, be in the presence of scholars. Um, this This topic is is needed. You know, you're definitely doing it at a right time, especially when you're dealing with, you know, a lot of mixed messages that are out here in the community. A lot of people don't really have the balls, like you mentioned, to really speak up, regardless of the consequence. Um, you've taken that stand. You brought us along, and we're happy, you know, to go with the ride. Hey, man, it's good pleasure to have you here. We'll be hearing a lot from you tonight. Um, and like, and like, just kind of piggyback off what he said. I mean, it, it's finally, it's really great to be able to have like-minded men. Because I, I mean, just public men. You know what I mean? Like, not men who are scared. Because I talk to men every day. That's nothing. I mean, the, the stuff y'all hear me say, I hear from, I hear every day. I'm like, yo, man, like, what's up? Like, why don't you call into the show? They're like, oh, man, you know, I can't, you know, I don't want to call into. I'm like, I mean, I, I, I mean, I'm not, you know, I don't knock anybody, but I'm just saying. It's really refreshing to be able to hear from men who are not, who are saying these things, but also afraid to say it on a public level. A lot of these conversations are going on in the men's group. All day, all night, every you know what I'm saying? But we're going to really bring it to a public level this evening. My third panelist tonight is someone who you guys haven't heard from, but uh, his name is James, and he's also very uh, active in the group, very real. You can tell from his comments. James, what's going on with you tonight, man? Hey, Don, how you doing today, man? Hey, man, I'm, I'm great, man. I'm happy to have you here as well as the other panelists. What, do you, what are your thoughts on tonight's topic as to why so many African-American women are single in today's society? You know, first off, I, uh, I just want to say that I look forward to the show and I look forward to hanging out with the fellas. And uh, to be honest with you, uh, I can just all I can say is that uh, we black men are fed up with, uh, with the situation that's going on out here, and it's uh, – it's it's time for some change, and so I'm looking forward to the dialogue tonight, and I'm looking forward to uh, hearing what the fellows have to say. Absolutely. Now, now, ladies, like I said, I, I want I don't want to get all crazy. We're gonna I specific, like when I told y'all the other night, like I'm the type of guy I just do stuff. I get an idea, like I think I got it on Saturday night. I posted in the group like, yo, it's time we do. We did it. You know, no wasting time. But a lot of men, you know, volunteered. A lot of men reached out and was like, oh yeah, I would. And we're gonna you're gonna hear from more of them. 
And fellas, y'all are all welcome to call in tonight. Don't think that just because you're not on the panel, everybody's opinion is welcome. Six four six two zero 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 three six six, and we're going to do this on a regular basis. So just know there will be a part one. You know, tonight's part one, part two, part three, and so on. Um, like I said, let's let's jump right into it because this is the, where I want to start at. I don't feel like we can talk about why so many black women are single if we don't first talk about what it is that we're looking for in a wife. Because I can promise you, I'm no different from, I'm a married man. But trust me, I was right where these brothers are literally two years ago, you know, three years ago, before I married my wife. And I just celebrated two years of uh, of marriage in, Ju- in July. So you understand, like, their views are 100% most likely going to line right up with mine. And one of the problems, is it, which we touched on on Sunday, is that, there's a there's a serious discrepancy as to what we actually look for in a wife and what women think we look for in a wife. A lot of times caused by, you know, men trying to make a dollar, caused by the media's overall agenda as far as uh, depicting black men in, in a negative light and, and uh, just the whole uh, exploitation of black women, you know, through music videos and things like that and mag- selling magazines through sex. So there's a lot of just, uh, you know, uh, misconceptions out there as to what we actually look for. Lewis, I'm going to start off with you, man. If you had to pick some of the top qualities that you specifically look for, like you're a single guy, you're looking for a wife, uh, what is, actually, I won't put words in your mouth. Are you looking for a wife? And if so, what qualities are you looking for in that wife? Absolutely, Daydon. I'm definitely looking for a wife, and I say some of the qualities that I'm looking for is first, you know, she needs to have a relationship with Christ. Um, she needs to be humble. She needs to be down to earth, um, able to communicate, because I can't read minds, and a lot of times if you're dealing with somebody that can't communicate, um, you're thinking one thing and they're thinking something else. I want somebody that's thoughtful, giving, pays attention to the little things. I mean, if I'm talking to her and I'm telling her, you know, if I had a bad day, you know, it's nothing more refreshing than getting a text message like 6 o'clock the next morning just letting her with her letting me know that, you know, that she's thinking about me and hope I have a good day. Um, another big thing for me is that she needs to be practiced in abstinence. And I know everybody um, has a history but she needs to be currently practicing abstinence because I think Courtney, she had a great post uh, earlier today when she talked about abstinence is not just waiting until you find somebody you're attracted to. I'm talking about a woman who, who's who been, you know, convicted in her heart and it's just saying, hey, look, you know, I'm, I'm waiting on on my husband. So that's, that's a big thing with me. That's a, a very. It's interesting that you that that's how you went the direction you went in because that is a huge, huge, huge issue. Uh, now let me ask you, Lewis, though, because I I can co-sign with that one hundred percent. Why, in your estimation, what's going on out here? Are you? I mean, you're, you're obviously single. You're looking for a wife. You 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 name the things that you look for. Well, what is it about those things that you're not finding? Oh, you know, I say. I mean, I think the. The sex thing is huge because a lot of times, you know, when I'm talking to a woman, if I once I let her know that that's off the table, she just she it's, it's a total change. You can see a complete change in her. Wait but, a minute, um, hold on, look. Let me, not to cut you off, but let me just because the people are shaking there, they're scratching their heads right now. I know the ladies listening. They're saying, hold on, and the media, this is what they want you to believe. They're saying, well, hold on, hold on. you're telling me. 
you you know you're a man saying that sex is off the table. All men want sex. Sex is the number one quality that black men look for. And well, you got to be able to back it up and ride it, this and that, and you know, and X, Y, and Z, do it with no hands, all that stuff. So so you're saying that when you tell a woman in your personal experience that that you're not that you're celibate and you're not having sex, you're saying they start acting different. That's exactly right. I mean, that's a good point you bring up, and that's why this show is so great, especially the one tonight. I mean, they, they're not hearing that. I mean, they're not hearing that, and, and it's the truth. I mean, I'm, I'm telling you. I mean, I wouldn't, I'm, I'm telling you the truth on that. I mean, I think I mentioned one time before I was talking to, um, to this woman, and she asked me, she said, do you have any kids? I said, no. She said, well, what are you waiting for? I'm like a wife. So, you know, that's definitely huge with me. And I'm telling you, you mean, you'd be surprised at how many women, and I mean, I'm, I'm even talking about ones that I met in church. You'd be surprised at how many of them just kind of drop off or the attitudes change once they find out that, you know, that's that's not on the table. Man, this is deep stuff, guys. And that's just one man tonight. He's hitting on all the topics because I can tr- just real quick before I, we hear from our other panelists, I can 100% co-sign that. You know, back that's the thing. When I was single, and I tell these women, "Hey, look, you know, I'm chilling right now. I'm looking for a wife. This is this is what's important to me. I'm trying to live for Christ." You know what I'm saying? It's it's very true. A lot of these women, unfortunately, that's not. You know, you would think based on a lot of women the way they come off, that's what they would be into. But in regards to our experiences, more and I'm telling you, all, more often than not. Most women are single but absolutely not celibate and not trying to be celibate. In fact, a lot of their introductory questions and, and, and kind of fact-finding uh, missions that they go on about you are going to directly tie into where you can have sex, how good you're going to be able to have sex, and what, you know what I'm saying, just a lot of things are d- tied directly to maintaining and, you know, building and maintaining a healthy sex life there's very little thought going into what kind of father you're going to be what kind of man of the house you're going to be do you take care of your responsibilities what are your goals your dreams are the finances the bills going to be able to be paid a lot of this stuff revolves around sexual uh prowess and that's not a good look marv what's going on with you man you heard lewis from down there in mobile alabama what's up with you man what are your thoughts on, on on that topic what are some of the things that are most important to you well, first, let me say, Lewis is really keeping it uh, politically correct down there in Mobile, Alabama, let me tell you. But I'm about to take it a whole nother level. First and foremost, what I look for, I'm looking for respect. Respect, respect, respect. In today's society, black women are very disrespectful. I'm looking for a woman with unconditional love and support, a great attitude, and that just includes just being down to earth, just being able to have a conversation with you with no you know, with no with no sense of competition, uh, you know, not, not trying to compete, not trying to get the last word, not trying to be all sassy in the dialogue. You know, a man like me, I'm not putting up with that. Um, I mean, so what, real what quick, else can I say? Oh, yeah, don't give him too much because we're going to get into so much stuff tonight. But real, you mentioned respect or, or or lack thereof It was a big thing with you. When you say disrespectful, so you're saying, because a lot of women will say, that's another misconception. A lot of women, they're used to dealing with these weirdos, the psychos, the losers, the men who talk about, yo, 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 ma, come here, sis, this and that. You know, the men being disrespectful, that's what society wants you to be. So you're saying, based on your experiences, the women are being disrespectful to you. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I'm not even going to say them being disrespectful to me because, you know, once I even get a, a, a hint of, of, of the possibility that this woman is disrespectful, you know, I'm, I'm losing the number. I'm cutting the corner. Like, I'm, I'm done. I'm not even sticking around. The reason why a lot of men stick around with women like that is because they have no other option. They have nothing to, they have nothing to offer this woman, um, you know, for whatever reason. Uh, maybe they're, you know, insecure about their finances. Maybe they're insecure about themselves as a man. So they feel like they have to settle. Um, a man like me and everyone, everyone else on this panel, we're not settling. So, you know, with that said, we have options. So if I'm, if I'm meeting a young lady and, and she's coming off with those type of qualities that just turns me off, I'm done. There's no reason for me to stick around. I'm not asking you any more additional questions. We're not setting up a date for next week. It's done. But now, can we let's let's since we keeping it real tonight for ladies, you know what I mean? Let's let's keep it extra real because the reality is, depending on we all see, understand, ladies. You guys heard my three hour show on the three stages that men go through: the dog stage, the player stage, and the ready to settle down stage. And we're going to keep it real about that. We've all here at some point in our lives going through that stage. Now, Mar, I'm gonna ask you straight up, man. You said that. If you go on that date, if you have a couple uh, conversations and you and you get that vibe that she's not wifey, I think it's important to let the ladies, you know, know what really goes on. Because the reality is, a lot of women give up sex on the first date, like Lewis was talking about. There, that's where their mind is at sexually. But once we put that in the, in our minds, whoa, you've got some issues some baggage or whatever, or a person, certain mentality or personality that we're not feeling in regards to making our wife, you know, if she's already thinking sex, tell them about how, how that makes us feel in regards to sex. How does it make us feel in regards to sex? Um, once I mean, we realize look, they're not wifey. Well, once once we realize they're not wifey, you know, it just, I mean, it depends on the stage where the man is. You know, me specifically, um, I went through my player stage for nine years. I'm, I'm 34 years old. During my player stage, if I'm entertaining and I get the and I get the vibe that she's just clearly not somebody I want to look, I want to look for long term. However, she's physically attractive. She's giving off sexual vibes. You know, she's licking her finger off, slow and enticing. Certain things like that. I'm like, okay, I see what time it is with her. So I'm gonna play her accordingly. So we so you know, I'm I'm setting it up. I'm ordering extra drinks for her. You know what I mean? I'm I'm getting in her, I'm getting in her ear. I'm making her laugh. Getting her comfortable. Next thing you know, we in the bedroom. You know what I mean? Like that's just my vibe, and then that's that's how that's what my approach is based on the the vibe and the energy that she's giving off. So right, let me, let so, me you know, again, you, real, yeah. real quick, Mark, real quick. Let me just tell the ladies something real quick about that because it's important that, that me just before we go any further here. A lot of women get this show twisted. They see my Facebook post, they get me twisted with somebody else. See, I'm not here to make friends. I'm not here to have sex with you guys. I'm not here to put a smile on your face. I'm not here to sell y'all anything. I'm here to help you guys understand what really goes on, but more importantly, why it goes on. You understand? And the reality is these men will have sex with you. Is that right? No, it's not right. But if you come off, that's why I stress so much the importance of being emotionally available, having a great personality, respecting your body, not giving off that sexual vibe. Because the reality is, not what Steve Harvey wants y'all to believe, but the reality is, if you're giving off that sexual vibe, if you have emotional baggage, those things tell us internally, yo, you're not wifey. I'm not putting a ring on your finger. And as Gerald Howard told us a few years ago, if we don't look at you as our future wife, we look at you as a hoe, a freak, a sex toy. And that's all it's, it's going to be. 
So that doesn't mean that he's, you know, he's 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 going to come out and tell you that decision is made. That just means he's got to play that role, like Marv said, you know, set you up, ordering the extra drinks, you know, blowing your head up with the with false promises for the future, giving you compliments on how beautiful your eyes are, asking you about you know where you see yourself in five years. All these, you know, we already know about this. The uh, Steve Harvey says. Ask a man what what are your intentions for me? All that crap. You can. We already have the textbook answers ready for you. You know what I'm saying? Boom. We answer the questions correctly, and then it's to the bedroom. That's it, ladies. You know what I'm saying? And it will go down. Next thing you know, he's acting funny. You know, he's not calling you like he used to. He's not taking you out like he used to. Next thing, all all it is is coming over the crib and chilling. And you can't, you're calling up your girlfriends wondering, well, dang, these men out here don't want to commit. These men are intimidated just because you're the supervisor at your job. You're thinking it's about he's intimidated by. No, we just told you what it's about. We just, Marv just told you. Lewis just told you. I'm telling you now. James, what, the things that I'm saying to these ladies, what are your thoughts, man? As far as the things that you look for in one, what's most important for you? You know, Daydon, uh, Marv, and uh, Lewis definitely hit it on the head. Uh, one thing I can add to that is uh, I, I'm definitely looking for a lady that is not selfish. Um, I'm, 20, I'm 31 years old. I've been looking for a wife since I was 22. And uh, one thing that I notice is a lot of ladies out here, they they want to act like a freak. But then at the same time, they want a man to look at them as a wife or as a queen. And I just think that's ridiculous that a woman can that they want that special treatment, but they're not willing to do whatever it takes to receive that special treatment. Uh, I can't get down with a freak. I am not going to take a freak home to meet my mother, to meet my family, and I'm just looking for that special lady that's going to differentiate herself and show herself to be different than all the the rest of the other ladies that are out here right now. Now hold on a second, James, because the people are right there. I'm, I see some people online. They're saying, "Whoa, I hear y'all. I'm listening to tonight's show. I want to learn." But this, this not some stuff isn't adding up. My whole life, everyone's told me the guys I've met, the guys I've dealt with, they've all told me that men want a lady in the streets, but a freak in the sheets. So you, what are you saying? What are y'all saying that's not the case, James? You don't want you say, you don't want a lady in the streets, but a freak in the sheets. No, nah, that's not going to happen, man. There is no way. There is no way I can respect the lady that's that's giving her body away so easily. And the sad fact is, man, it's very, very difficult to find a woman that is that is waiting on the Lord and that is willing to close those legs up long enough to meet that man. Uh, a lot of guys out here will hit it. A lot of guys will wife out, a wife up uh, a woman like that, but it's not happening here. Hold on, I don't, I don't understand this, guys. I mean, this isn't lining up with 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 Steve Harvey. I watched Steve Harvey's show, and that he's saying like opposite stuff. A lot of the stuff he said that that that, that the cookie is the most important thing to a man. He just said you guys have the ultimate benefit package, and that you got, and that women should demand respect. And a lot of time, the respect comes from knowing that they possess the cookie. So I mean, Lewis, I don't. What, what, he's the number one relationship guy in the world, right? What are you saying, Lewis? Are you saying you disagree with that? Oh, completely disagree with that. I mean, cookie is nothing if there's no love attached to it. It's, it's the love uh, that gives sex meaning. And what he's saying is 100% absolutely wrong because uh, a lot of women out there uh, know that for a fact. I mean, because their relationships with the guys that they be having sex with, they're not relationships at all. So I completely disagree with him. So wait, you're saying that three million women have been deceived and, and, and bamboozled? Then 
Absolutely. 100%. This is crazy stuff right here. I see the phone lines are lit up, man. We're going to go to the phone lines. I see a lot of calls, 646-200-0366. Courtney is here. She's just listening. Now, Courtney, as a woman, a lot of the stuff that you've heard from just us four men is greatly and vastly different from what society would have you believe. What are your thoughts so far? Yeah, definitely. Um, just want to say hi to everyone um, that's on the panel. Um, yeah, and I, I have to admit, you know, the things that, you know, I was hearing about, you know, from you guys, what turns you off um, about us, those are things that I did. And, um, you know, I was bamboozled, too, even before the Steve Harvey book came out. So um, definitely I think a lot of women can – um, relate to that behavior, um, you know, the bad attitudes and, you know, acting like a freak. I did all of that. And it's crazy because a lot of us are doing those things for, you know, various reasons, but we are really confused. Like, we actually have no idea that what we're doing is wrong. Like, you couldn't tell me five years ago what I was doing was wrong. I was always saying it was a man's fault. It was the man's fault that he didn't want to commit to me. It was not me. And a lot of us think that. So um, this advice is just much needed, and I'm just so happy um, to be a part of the panel, just to listen to you guys. Yeah, you just – because this is Barbara. I just want to ask you that. You just go back to doing what you were doing, Courtney, because this isn't – no, I'm messing with you. No, it's great to have Courtney here as well. Like I said, you always need um, you know a female perspective. Sometimes it's good to just listen, though, man. Now, and, and just while we're on that topic, a lot of women just don't know just how to shut up sometimes. No disrespect to the ladies, but I want to let the fellas weigh in on that because nobody wants a woman who just, yeah, 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 you know, just talking. You know what I'm saying? The attitudes, the, the, the opinions, just be quiet a lot sometimes, ladies. Sometimes I just got to listen to what black men are saying. These are some of the best men in the country that I've assembled tonight, all single men looking for wives. We're specifically tell, telling you the things that we look for. I'm a married man, but trust me, I was right where these brothers were two or three years ago. You understand that? Marv, real quick, man, you, you said the disrespect. Man, How do you feel and how do you subsequently treat a woman who just doesn't, They like you said, man, always want to get the last word, always want to talk, always want to argue, always want to debate. How does that make you feel internally? It's draining. It's, it's absolutely draining. Um, it makes me feel like I'm not being taken seriously. It makes me feel like what's the point of me even being here in the first place because clearly she knows everything. The way she's talking, you know, she has all the answers. So so what's the point in me even participating in this conversation? Um, and the thing about it, too, is like not only are they disrespectful indoors, they're disrespectful outdoors. The last thing I'm putting up with, there's a woman who feels like she needs to get the last word in, 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 a, in a group of people, in a crowd. We out, we out at the mall, you know, we over there getting Rita's water ice, and she, you know, raising her voice for no reason. You know what I mean? I mean, it's like something like that. And I, and I see that. I live in Philly. I see that all the time. And my first thought is, why is that man putting up with that? Why is he dealing with that? So, that's you know, that's just a crazy thing. I mean, I see that a lot. Yo, man, it's, and if I can just tell you all something just as a man, l- ladies, just, just hear me on this. And I, I talk about this on a regular basis, but just really listen tonight because this is one of them. These are the main issues that we have specifically with African-American women or the perception of that. Obviously, every, all women aren't alike, but, again, 
the vast majority of our experiences with black women are, are indicative of the things that we're talking about tonight. Which we're not doing this show to hurt y'all. We're not doing this show to, to bash y'all. We're doing this show to help you guys understand what is being said about millions of black men across the country. That you know, like Courtney said, this is information you guys will not be a part of. You will not see this anywhere or hear this anywhere else because it's not politically correct. And if I could just add one more thing to that before we move on to some other topics, is that we as men will not deal with a power struggle in any form of relationship, whether it's dating, whether it's uh, a relationship, whether it's getting to know you, whether it's a marriage. There will be no power struggle. So a lot of times men are going to be a little non-confrontational. A lot of times, it's like, all right, whatever you say, to whatever, you, all right, you got that. And you're like just going on and on and on. A lot of times he'll let you have that. You may win the battle, but ultimately you end up losing the war because you end up single. You end up cheated on. You end up getting strung along indefinitely. You've now been with the same guy for 10 years trying to figure out why he doesn't view you as that special woman. And not all the time, but a lot of times, that man just doesn't want to deal with the, the the foolishness and the arguments and the negativity that he's going to have, that he's going to find with you. Lewis, is that anything that you can relate to on any level? Absolutely. I can completely relate to it. I, mean, I, don't, I don't do that drama. I don't deal with drama. You know, if I say something and, you know, she wants to get the attitude thing, like you said, okay, I said, all right, once I say what I have to say, I kind of lingered back, and then next thing you know, it's it's done. I mean, I'm it's finished done. with it because I can't deal with that. Phone number is deleted out the phone. You're calling, you're texting, oh, how come, what's up with you? What you just deleted my number? Yep, it's a wrap. And one of the things I want you guys to take away from this show is understand, ladies, is, again, these guys out here, these, these relationship guys, these celebrities, they have you guys thinking that these men are pressed. So you can tell, like, people like Steve, he said today, I watched the show. I don't plan on watching it ever again, but I did watch his show today just to check him out and see what it was all about because I like to give everybody a chance, although I, I would hope that I would be surprised, but I'm not surprised that I wasn't. Uh, you know, he, it, it's, he, he gives women power that they really don't have. And when women feel empowered, that causes them to do a lot of things. They feel good. They feel warm and fuzzy. They go buy books. They tune into shows. They go to church to hear a certain pastor preach. They come to uh, symposiums and seminars and different things, and they buy paraphernalia. And it's all one big economical, you know, fun party. But that false sense of empowerment is one of the major reasons that so many black women are single because they don't really understand, hey, look, we don't ha you have no power. A lot of men give you, like Steve Harvey says, you have the power in the cookie. You know, you think that, you know, just the thought of giving us sex is enough to make us stick around to deal with your BS, to deal with the attitudes, to deal with the independence, all that stuff. It's not. We don't care. Half these dudes are having sex with three, four women anyway at the same time. It doesn't matter what you bring to the table sexually. You understand, Marvin? I mean, I know you know all about that, but this is what I want to do. I want to go back to James real quick, and then we'll go right to the phone lines, because you said something, which is a good segue to my next uh, topic. You said, James, that you're looking for someone. One, you said you don't want a woman who's selfish, okay? You said that you're looking for, as far as a wife, you're looking for someone, a woman, 
who can differentiate themselves. You guys, that sounds a little familiar, right? You're looking for a woman who can differentiate themselves from the rest of these women out here. You understand? So, James, explain to the ladies and everybody listening what you meant by different. What are some ways a woman can differentiate themselves from the rest of these women that we've been talking about all night? Well, Dadon, you know, the first thing I want to say is that uh, women need to realize that um, all men have options, and we do not have to settle for a particular lady just because of the way she looks or because of what she brings to the table. Every man has options, and women need to realize that. And when it comes to looking for a wife, we're looking for the best possible woman. I mean, uh, you know, I I, I may post a couple of days ago about the whole issue with a lot of black women, you know, bragging about how they have, you know, big butts and they have, you know, these nice bodies. And I made a uh, comment that, you know, black women are no longer the women, the only women that have nice bodies, big butts, have it going on. There's plenty of women out here that have it going on. And so we could care less about what you look like. We're looking for a lady that is definitely going to differentiate herself from the rest of the people. We're looking for women that are going to stand out, that are 100% emotionally available. We're looking for a woman that is going to show herself to be different and not like all the rest of the ladies out here. Okay, let me ask you real quick, before we go in front, where are you calling in from? Let the ladies know where you're at. Um, I'm actually calling in from New Jersey. Jersey, okay, cool. This is one of the things, and we're talking tonight about what is specifically, what are some things that women can do to differentiate themselves? Marv, let me go back to you real quick. In that, all right, so we're on the first date. You're not even on the first date, but just you meet a woman out and about, you get the number, you all have a couple conversations, you decide based on those conversations you want to go out. What are some things that on the conversation that could stand out with, for you as well as on that first date? Because I think we've, pretty done, we, you know, we've done a good job of uh, you know, helping women understand that you're not promised a second date. You know what I mean? A lot of women take that for granted. A lot of women think that, oh, yeah, we went out and he's in my presence, so, yeah, we, we're, you know, we're, where are we going next week? A lot of y'all don't realize, as all the men have said, we have options. We're not just looking to spend 50, 60 bucks on you just for the heck of it, especially if that first date isn't phenomenal. You understand that? Just like if you go on a job interview, you may get a second interview, but you're not entitled to a second interview. You're not entitled to get the job. You must do something on the first interview that sets your, yourself apart from the other 50 to 60 candidates for that job. I've been in HR. You understand? So, Mark, what are your thoughts? What are some ways for you that a woman could stand out from the crowd? Refraining from being so competitive. And when I say that, I mean, if we're having dialogue and, you know, it, and, and if, the, if the topic of education comes up, and I talked about this in, the, uh, in one of the uh, threads the other day, if the topic of education comes up and I tell the person what my level of education is. I have a master's degree. So if I say, well, you know, I have a master's in, in psychology or whatnot, I don't want a woman who's quick to say, well, I have a doctorate, you know. I mean, I didn't ask you that. I don't care. You know what I mean? It's like this is not a competition. We're not on the basketball court playing a game of 10. Like, I, don't, I don't care about that. It's like keep, it, keep things like, you know, if I ask you about your education, all right, you can, you can answer. But, I mean, it's, it's, when, they, it's when they try to one-up you. You know what I mean? They, they try to they try to you know compete with you. If you say you know I, you know I, I have a condo, they quick to say I have a house. 
you tell them I have a house, they quit to say I have a mansion. I'm like, you know, what, what, where are we going with this? Like, who, at some point, I mean, just, just chill, let things flow. You know, like all this competition is just not necessary, and it's a turnoff. Yeah, and that's a good point, Marvin. If I can just kind of add some, and I, I feel like I can just chill tonight. Like I'm just playing the talk show host role. You know what I mean? It feels good just to be able to sit back and chill and ask some questions to the fellas. Because as you guys see, this, the same things you guys have been listening to me for the last four years, over a thousand shows, saying by myself or with Gerald Howard. You know what I'm saying? Like it's all being said tonight, and even over the last several years, you've heard a number of men from all over the country saying the same exact things. And it's like I like I tell you all the time: one plus one equals two. It will never equal five. It will never equal six. No matter who you ask the question to. And this, what you're hearing tonight, is how real men, elite men, view dating and view uh, relationships. We're going right to the phone lines in, a, in a, oh, oh, man, a lot of calls here. Like I said, we're going to go right to the lines in a, in a couple of minutes. But I want to offer, and if I, if I could do this, if y'all don't mind, you know what I'm saying, because we're talking specifically about what can be done to separate and differentiate women from other women. Now, James said that he's looking for someone who isn't selfish, and some of you may know where I'm going with this, and you know it is what it is. But before I do that, I was doing one of my sessions today, and a lot. if you guys did a session with me today, you know that I was telling you all what we planned on talking about tonight. So each of the, my sessions today, I asked, I asked them, I said, hey, look, guys, what do you think that, you know, if you could name the top three things, really give me even like your, your most important thing that you would say would be most important to a man looking for a wife. And would you guys believe that the vast majority, I did about eight sessions today, and at least five of the eight said something to the effect of confidence, uh, independence, education, um, stability, I heard a few times. And as you guys have been listening, I mean, Marv just said he doesn't care about that. I can tell you. I don't care where you live. You could work at McDonald's. You could live with your mom. Independence is nowhere even in the conversation. And not only is it not one of the top three, it's not even in the conversation. See, what you guys are so used to hearing is these losers out here who are used to dealing with the gold diggers, the hood rats, the skeezers, you know what I'm saying? The women who are all about what you can do for them, the women that you see depicted on Love and Hip Hop and all that stuff. But guess what? Men like Lewis, men like myself, Marv, James, we're not and never have and never will be dealing with those types of non-independent women. So that's not even an issue for us. You being independent, I mean, you not, you know, being a gold digger, you see what I'm saying? You don't have to show us that you're not a gold digger. You don't have to show us that you have your own stuff because we're not going to deal with that, That's a given. You know what I'm saying? Louis, real quick, any thoughts on that? Like, is, you, I'm sure you hear a lot of women thinking that independence is, like, the number one thing that we look for. How important is that to you? Not important to me. Yeah, I'm telling you, I mean, a lot of the women that I told you about that uh, had experiences with, with master's degrees, I think some PhDs in there, and I'm telling you, if I had... If I, and I'm not trying to, you know, be funny and be disrespectful when I say that, say this, but I could take four of them with master's degrees, and they wouldn't equal one great woman working at a department store. I'm telling you, I mean, if I, I that 
I wouldn't be impressed with that. I had a choice between a woman with a Ph.D. and a woman working at a department store, and department store woman was a great woman, a woman with a Ph.D., independent, uh, trying to be a super diva and all that foolishness you see on TV. She, I, would, I wouldn't pay. I, it wouldn't even matter to me about the degrees. I'd go straight to the woman in the department store. Let me tell you all something. I, one of my ex-girlfriends worked at McDonald's. My ex-fiance uh, lived with her mom. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, that is something. I mean, these are great women, though. Like, I don't want y'all to think that those things matter to us. You know, I know they got, what, Lil Webby, you know, independent, I-N-D-E-P, all that crap. You know, Beyonce, independent woman there. I mean, all the neo independent woman and it's all strategically done by the people who control the record labels the media as a whole they want you guys to think that they want you to be stuck i mean if you really want to be deeper you probably I mean, it's really a lot deeper than that it's really spiritual this is spiritual warfare the devil knows what's going to keep people single and you know the powers that be know exactly what black men are looking for they know what we really want but they they're putting out these images that convince you guys that uh, that we want something totally different, which is unfortunate. So, um, separate or uh, differentiating themselves. Let me just jump right into it because I really want to go to the phone lines and prom- I, everybody, please. I appreciate you being patient. I'm looking at about 30 people right now who have comments. I'm gonna try to get to everybody. We're just be patient a little bit because there's so much information that I want to get uh, get out here. Um, and I just want to ask the fellas real quick. Do a quick. Down the line, you know, I just want to ask you guys, out of all the women, these are like, you know, some, like, we've all been through stages, we've all, you know, handsome guys, attractive guys, all had, never had a problem with women, anything like that, but I want to ask the fellas real quick, how in the history of your dating, I'll start with Lewis real quick since I got you here, how many women have ever offered to pay, like, you go out on a nice date, how many have actually offered, say, hey, you know what, this one's on me, on the first date. Lewis. Zero. Zero. So wait, hold on, Lewis. Wait a minute. Real quick. So you wait, just so I understand. You everybody you're a handsome guy, man. A lot of women have, have publicly, you know, are secretly lusting for you. I can tell you that right now. A lot of women they they love them some Lewis Autry on Facebook. Now you're saying out of all the women that you've been out with in your life, you're saying that no woman has ever all the the women who get mad about no sex. You know what I'm saying? You're telling me all those women, none of them have ever offered to pay for the first date? Not a single one. Hold on, let me ask you this, though. But Real quick, but the thing about that is James just said, one, he's looking for someone who's not selfish. Marv just said he's looking for women to differentiate themselves from the the average women, the, the things that they do. I can co-sign on that and say we're all looking for women to, 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 you know, to be different, to be special. So out of all the women, not one woman, even though we're specifically looking for non-selfish women, like I said, you're not promised a second date, so you would think that at least one woman out of all the women you've been with would have at least offered, say, hey, look, hey, I, I'm not a selfish woman. I'm actually willing to do something to show you that I'm a great woman. You're saying no one's ever done that. Not a single one, I'm telling you. If one ever did that, I've been so blown away because, you know, that would tell me that her past doesn't affect her. She's, it's just, that's letting me know, hey, look, I'm 
I'm I'm ready to move forward. You know, I don't have, bad experiences are not going to cause me not to trust you, but I'm telling you it hadn't happened. But if it did, oh, man, I'd be blown away. Wait a minute. This is crazy, right? I don't know what's going on. Lewis is saying this. James said we're looking for women to be non-selfish. Lewis said that no one has ever shown herself to be unselfish or generous even on the first day. This is crazy. Now, James, you said it. You know what I'm saying? Out of all the women that you've been out with, has any woman ever offered to pay for the first date with you? Well, what they done, um, I have had the privilege of, uh, you know, I thought it was a privilege, uh, of going out with, you know, several dates with women that are making well over six figures. And I have not once had a woman even reach for the purse to even pretend like she was going to pull out money to pay for the date. Not even pretend to reach for the purse. Wait and, a minute. Um, Hold on. Yeah. Real quick, James. Not to cut because I don't understand this. This is something that's foreign. To, I don't. I don't understand what you guys are saying tonight. You're saying that women being independent and, and self sufficient and even making over six figures. A lot of times, no kids, doing well financially. The freaking supervisor, the manager executive vice president at their job, you're telling me that they, they they weren't even willing to pay for a $49 meal? Didn't even reach for the purse. So, wait, these women go out with their girlfriends on Friday night and get, like, four or five drinks, and the drinks alone come to $49, but when they're out with, 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 with who they, I'm sure, would consider to be a great man and great potential husband, they wouldn't even differentiate themselves, even though you just said that's specifically what you're looking for a woman to do. They'll spend money on the dress. They'll spend a couple hundred dollars on a nice, you know, nice hairdo. But well, I've never had a woman that's even offered to, uh, you know, to pay for a meal, and it's pretty sad. Jesus Christ, this is I don't know what's happening now. Real quick, before I go to Marv, and we're going, and then right immediately after we're going to, I, I need to know something, man. I need to know what's going on. I need to hear from some women who can explain this to me because this isn't making sense. The black, the best black men in the country right now, you're hearing this live around the world are telling you specifically, these are the things that we told you earlier what we don't want. We told you some of the major issues we have, but now we're telling you what we want. And we're, what we just heard is two men telling you out of all the – probably the number one thing that we look for, that we would look for in the first date, we've never had. This is, this is amazing. You know, this is like mind-blowing stuff right here. Now, check this out. <laughs> and this is this is amazing. this is God right here because what happened was I was watching the Steve Harvey show earlier today and shout out to if you guys watched it you know what I'm talking about a woman and this couldn't have been lined up better than this today a white woman no was it a white no it's a black woman a black woman even asked you know and this is crazy because she actually called she stood up in the audience and she said Steve you know and I was actually ha- hoping I was praying that maybe. He had the opportunity to tell women exactly what I did, what we're talking about right now, that millions of black men are, have never experienced. The woman on the stage, on the show, in, in the audience, asked Steve Harvey, the leading relationship advice giver in the world right now, asked him, Steve, just out of curiosity, when is the best time to start to maybe pay for something? Maybe, when should I buy him dinner? When should I buy him something? You know, when should, when, and did anybody here? What what Steve Harvey responded to this young woman, he said, never. 
and I and I and I'm not gonna quote him, but he said something to the and it guys DVR this YouTube the whole show can be found somewhere. Go to NBC.com, whatever. He specifically told her that there is not a man out here, there's not a black man out here who, if he's interested in you, will be unwilling to continuously take you out and pay for every single thing until he marries you. There's not a, he said there's not a black man out here who would be unwilling to do that. Well, damn it, Steve Harvey, you found about four, I can almost guarantee you, just now. Lewis, real quick, are you willing to take a woman out every single day and have her absolutely never pay for anything or even offer or even be cognizant of the fact that money is being spent? Are you? Is that the woman you're going to marry? Absolutely not. No, uh-uh. Right. So you're telling me that Steve, what Steve Harvey just said is is not is not indicative or representative of of your feelings as a black man. That's absolutely true. Because see, Dayton lets me know what I can expect if I commit the rest of my life to you. So if that's what you're showing me now, then why would I want to even be bothered with that? I I, I don't I don't get it, man. You know what I mean? Steve Harvey's the leading relationship guy in the world. Sold three million books that he just happens to throw out every chance he gets. Three million books with this type of advice when he's when we've just disproved that um, right here, Marv. Are you willing to take a woman out multiple times every week, every day for the whole courting process, and her never ever offered to pay for anything? Is that the woman you're putting the ring on the finger of? I would do that if I was mentally retarded and I didn't know what was going on. I mean, let's just be honest, Dave. Come on now, like you know, that's just that's just idiotic to do that. You know what I mean? Like uh, I, I told you about this story, Adon, on uh, on uh, Facebook when uh, I had met this girl. She was from Jersey. She was a school principal. Um, you know, she was she was real fly. I give her a nine, solid nine. We went to McCormick's downtown Center City. Um, you know, she she came she came she, you know she came to the door you know looking looking exotic, looking real good. I mean, just absolutely delicious, right? So not only did she not even attempt to try to you know contribute to the bill. She's adding to the bill all freely, you know, ordering drinks after drinks, shrimps after shrimps. I mean, I'm like, this is getting crazy. You know, I'm trying to play it off and have a good time. But meanwhile, I'm thinking like, oh, man, I hope I brought enough money. So the bill came and they done. The bill was like $232.63, not even including the tip. So, you know, at a restaurant like that, you've got you to gotta put up 20% at least. So that was 232 without the tip, man. So they put the... You put the receipt, you know, in front of me. I'm looking at her. She looking at me. She ain't even flinch, man. Like Jane says, or Lewis said, they ain't even reach for the, you know, ain't even attempt to try to, um, you know, pay for the bill. So, like, a situation like that, why would I call her the next day and say, look, you know, there's another restaurant I'm thinking about, or, look, we can go catch this or, or, or do that. Why would I even waste my time? If anything, I, if anything, I want my money back from that night because it was it was such a disaster. Let me. And, and these are real stories, ladies. And let me just clarify something here. Let me please, because I I don't want y'all to get the wrong idea. Because a lot of people are listening right now, and I don't want there to be any confusion. I don't want y'all to take away the wrong thing. These are not understand. And I'm not like hyping nothing up, but you guys know what I'm saying. These are some of the best men out here. These men, men like myself, when we find that special woman, they will be taken care of. If you want to. Go to my wife's page. Go to some of my albums. I take my what McCormick and Schmidt is probably the most, one of the best, if not the best restaurant in the city of Philadelphia. 
I t- I've never taken a woman there other than my wife, and I took another. I took my ex fiance there. You know what I'm saying? He said, and that's where he took a young woman because he wanted to impress her. So please understand that these are not your average dudes we're talking about here. You know what I'm saying? But and so that's what I'm saying. These, it's not a matter of 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 money. You know, Marv had if he didn't have you, you don't take a woman to McCormick and Schmidt if you ain't trying to spend a couple of dollars. He had the money. He whipped out the debit card like it was no problem. It was just the me- me- mentally, you know what I'm saying? He knew that she was not worth that investment. Understand, if you are worth that investment, ladies, we will have absolutely no problem spending money on you going forward. But again, as James said, you have there's certain things you have to do up front. Chivalry doesn't come cheap. We don't just spend money. We don't just whine and dine. We don't bring you home to mom just for the heck of it. We don't put a ring on layaway just because. We do those things because you have done your due diligence. You have shown us that you are worthy of that type of treatment. My wife showed me that she was worthy of that type of treatment. You understand that? I can't wait till we, we're Valentine's Day. We just went away on vacation, uh, anniversary, all types of these monumental occasions. I, I have no problem spending money. You understand that? But guess what? Marv never had a woman pay for the first date. James never had a woman pay for the first date. Lewis never had a woman offer to pay for the first date. Dadon Tolbert never had a woman pay for the first date except my wife. You guys understand that? The only woman to pay off, to even offer and to treat and to show her generosity to me was my wife. And I can just about guarantee you that if that happens for Lewis, if that happens for Marv, it happens to James, I can just about guarantee you that's going to put them into a certain mindset that he would not have that problem going back to McCormick and Schmidt spending that $300 meal. I've spent $300 on my wife. I spent $300 on my wife over the weekend, just now, just for the heck of it. You understand? We just went on a shopping spree just for the heck of it. You know what I'm saying? And that's what I'm saying to you. It doesn't matter. That's the type of stuff we want to do. But what did she do to put me into that mindset? Oh, man, it's deep stuff. James, anything to add to that? And I'm going to go right to the phone lines. You know, Daydon, you made a quote one day, uh, you put on your Facebook page, you said, in order to get something you've never had before, you've got to do something you've never done before. And I think that's absolutely true. Women want to lead men, then they have to step up and do some of the things that they have never done before because you can't treat an elite man like you treat all these other losers out here. If you do, that's, right, you, you won't last long. Amen. That's my favorite quote of all time. I came with that quote a long time ago, and it really it's helped me help a lot of women change their mentalities, change their way of thinking. Because I, I, I speak, I do a lot of public speaking. If you guys have girl groups or women's groups or anything like that, you want to have me come speak, email me uh, for booking, info at trctoday.com. I'll come speak to you and your, your people. And, and I, I just spoke to a group of 60 women uh, a few weeks ago, like I told you the other night, and I asked them, I said, look, how... Uh, you know, how many of you guys have ever paid for the first date or would even be willing to pay for a first date? The vast majority of women said, well, they looked at me like I was crazy. You know what I'm saying? They looked like, what do you tell? They, they wanted to, like, skin me alive. I'm like, what? And then, obviously, I told the story, and they were, you could have heard a pin drop in that room. They, you could have heard a pin drop. You know what I'm saying? Half those women hit me up for counseling after, like, yo, help me 
changed my life, helped me be found by the type of man like you to, so I can have a man treat me the way you treat your wife. So that's what I'm saying to you all. You got to do, like you said, you got to do the things that you've never done to get what you've never had. You understand that, guys? Man, and if I can, real quick, I'm going to go right to the phone and keep them, whoa, 646-200-0366. Y'all got to be patient, man. There's a lot that this is barbershop talk. I shouldn't even open the lines tonight because, really, this is for the ain't no calls in the barbershop. Y'all supposed to do that. Y'all, y'all are flies on the wall right now. You understand? There are no women allowed. This is how we talk. Whether you guys agree, whether you guys disagree, it doesn't matter. This is what's being said in barbershops around the country. And I want to tell Marv a quick story because I forgot about this. You told me that story on Facebook, and I looked at you. I was like, dang, I couldn't relate. But now that I think about it, I can relate. And I, I, It's funny, man. I've dealt with, I'm just being honest. I've dealt with a lot of women. A lot of bad joints, man. Marv, I gotta be honest with you. Like you said, your chick was a solid nine. I, no, all jokes aside, and I'm not hyping nothing up, man. That she, this woman, was like a solid nine point five. You know what I'm saying? Certified dime. Ten, I'm not even throw Beyonce. Forget Beyonce. I'm talking about. We talked about the women. This woman was bad, gorgeous. To this day, one of the most beautiful women I've ever been out with, right? And I'm just being real with y'all. I, I you know, I go to her, uh, pick her up. Been talking to her, and she was one of those. She knew she looked good too, uh, kind of. You know, had that attitude, had that little, you know, that stuck up little vibe about her. You know, was used to dudes blowing their head up, used to being treated a certain type of way. So she came across me, and what I experienced was a lot of like back and forth, like a lot of resistance. You know what I'm saying? Because it was like a that power struggle that I was telling y'all about earlier in the show that men aren't feeling. But you know, y- y'all think that it's like that chess match. She's trying to play hard to get. I'm just kind of not no nonchalant about it. Long story short, it was Valentine's Day. So what I decided to do was I said, look, you know, I'm going to take you out. And like Marv, you know, it's it's funny. A, a sexy woman, a nice body, crazy body, will make you do some really crazy things as as a man, as, as Marv, and I'm sure the other guys know. So I took her out to a, a restaurant. I don't even remember the restaurant, but I know it wasn't a cheap restaurant. The bill, it, bill probably came to about 70 now I think about it, and because it was Valentine's Day, we had already agreed to do the movies. So, you know, went to a movie. You know how movies go, get the popcorn, tickets. So I'm well over $100. I bought like a little, you know, one of those little Valentine's Day things with the teddy bear and the flowers all wrapped up in one on the, from, the, from the corner. You know how they do the dudes selling them on the corner or whatever. But it was a real nice big, like one of those huge things. So I put it in the trunk. That was like 30 40 bucks, something like that. So I spent a couple dollars then. But this is that's not even the I didn't that was nothing to me. I was, you know, I was making a couple of dollars back in the day working at the bank, so it was nothing. Drove out there, she lived in Jersey. So, long story short, this is the way this is the real problem here. I get to her crib. She's like, "Oh, you can come on up, you know, we're uh, I'm just getting dressed." The chick comes to the door in a towel. You know what I'm saying? That's the first Oh, I'm sorry. I just you know, no, now I told her, "I'm you know, I'm going to pick you up at 7." You know, I get there at 7. I'm I'm a prompt dude. I get there at 7. She comes to the door in a towel, like, my bad, my bad, my bad. You know, I'm just running a little bit late. Sorry, but you could just chill. She turned on the TV for me, bent over, ass cheeks showing as she bends over to turn the TV. I'm like, okay, I see what this is hitting for. You know what I mean? In the crib, in the bachelorette pad. So I'm looking. She goes back into the room, and this is the kick. I know the fella's going to get a kick out of this. She goes back in there, finishes getting dressed. She comes back out. Right, sticks her head halfway out the door in nothing but a bra, you know, holds up two shirts, 
like basically comes off. Only thing that wasn't shown was like the the bottoms. She showed holds up two shirts. Which one do you think I should put on? Which one do you think is a better in a in a bra? You know what I mean? Now I'm just gonna be a little bit more real. She's about body like Halle Berry, but probably a, a cup size bigger than Halle Berry. If you guys can picture that, she comes out in a bra, breasts everywhere. Asking me what outfit do I think she should wear, Marv? I'm gonna go straight to you, man. What are you thinking in that situation if you're me? She asked me that. I'm gonna say nothing. Don't put nothing on. As a matter of fact, take that bra off. You know what I mean? Like that's that's just the mentality I'm thinking. Man, and that's the thing, man. A lot of women don't understand because again, I already knew that she wasn't getting wiped up. Again, based on the other things, the emotional unavailability, that little stuck-up attitude, that you know, that lack of humility. But now she's, you know, she's playing little sexual games. She's trying to entice me, you know. And I, you know, I, I kept my cool. I wasn't pressed. We still went out. You know, I still took her out or whatever. Went to the, you know, that's that was obviously before the dinner in the movie, and then, um, yeah, I'm just gonna, I'll put it like this, Marv hit the nail on the head as to the the state of mind that I had then shifted to. You know, uh, James, any thoughts on that situation, man? Like, have you ever experienced a woman a woman playing those types of games and then wondering why sex is the only thing on, on that man's mind as a result? I definitely have, and, uh, you know, with that particular lady that you were dealing with, uh, she immediately goes in the jump-off category. She wasn't in there before, then she she is in there now. And uh, it's funny, women, they'll try to throw little hints, you know. They'll try to try to get up from the table and, you know, slowly walk past you so you can get a look at the, you know, look at the backside. Or they'll do something to try to accentuate those physical features. And they're not realizing that, you know, that's, that's causing us to look at them in a totally different way than we looked at them before. Absolutely. Totally different way. Like you said, I mean, I, like I said, I, I wasn't, she, I already knew she wasn't wifey, but, you know, it, 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 from that point on, it was, it then became a game. Um, before it was just like me killing time, going out on Valentine's Day with, with one of the baddest chicks in the city. And, you know, it was, it was what it was. But then at that point, it was like, okay, my number one priority is I'm just going to smash. You know what I mean? I'm just, you know, that's somebody that you that you pull out, that you keep pictures of, and you just be like, yo, for the for the fellas in the barbershop at that time, depending on the stage that you're in. You know, Marv, you, I mean, you know all about that, though, Marv, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, a lot of women are. A lot of women are. They 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 give me the dirty looks. They're just staring at the computer screen. Like they don't understand what we're saying. They don't like what we're saying. But are we keeping it real tonight? We're keeping it a hundred percent real. And let let them stare. I mean, they need to stare. They need to. Their jaws need to drop right now because we're really feeding them with some knowledge that they they probably never heard before, or maybe they heard it in the past and didn't take it seriously. And they're tired of the nonsense, tired of the BS, and they're ready to make changes. What other better way to make changes than tonight? Right, right. They never heard this before, and they never will hear it again unless we do a part two. I think we can all agree on that. You know what I'm saying? This ain't 2 o'clock on NBC. This ain't no jokes. This ain't no foolishness. This is real stuff right now. You understand? And Now, now Lewis, now you said you're, you're looking for a woman who's celibate, but yet, you know, I'm sure you've had women trying to entice you. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure you've had women to try to throw a little, you know, because I see the thing about it, she thought she identified me as being a good dude. So in her mind, she thought that that's what I wanted. She thought that those big, uh, what, 34 double D breasts were going to entice me not to have sex with her, but to wife her. 
And that's where she went wrong, and it's actually where a lot of women went wrong. Lewis, is that anything that you can relate to? Well, I'm laughing over here at that story. That's that's that's, that's wild. Yeah, I had women. I had one calling talking about she in the bubble bath. Another one talking about she just lay uh, under the just got under the sheets, don't have anything on. And I'm saying, you know, and, and women wonder why their perception they. The perception of men is the way it is. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. Right, right. It's, it's absolutely crazy. Now, a young woman just inboxed me. <clears throat> she says, I'm listening to your show right now. Good show. Gosh, where are the types of men on your, that are on your panel tonight? The Virgils, the Geralds, the guys on your panel tonight. I'd like to meet nice men like that. And she basically summarized what anyone within the sound of my voice is 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 thinking. I promise you that everyone wants a woman like Dadon Tolbert, like Gerald Howard, like James, like Lewis, you know what I'm saying, like Mark. These are the thing, but the the thing about it is, ladies, you have to uh, you have to do certain things. You have to bring certain things to the table. You have to be emotionally available. Real quick, th- what I do for a living <clears throat> is help women become emotionally available. Because, see, men like that, elite men, the, and be clear, these I consider these guys elite men. Make no mistake about it. And if you want an elite man, that's something that God is going to have to bless you with. You don't just find elite men. Somebody actually asked me, hey, Daydon, where should I hang out to meet elite men? No, you don't hang out anywhere to meet elite men. You position yourself to be the best possible woman, the great personality, the high level of respectability, and 100% emotional availability, and that's when God blesses you with that elite man. Understand that. That's how it goes. Fine, I know I've said it about 15 times, but we're going to go to the phone lines right now, 646 Two zero 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 three six six. Hit the number one on your keypad. I see a call here on the line from the seven six five area code. Welcome to the Dayton Tolbert Show. Dayton, Steve from Indianapolis, brother. What's going down? Oh, uh, Steve, man, you're you're a resident panel on Barbershop Talk. Panelists on here. What's going on, man? What are your thoughts? <laughs> oh man, you fellas have been a hundred percent accurate, man, and especially when we, the brother was talking about respect. And see what women got to realize in the '60s, the government handed women superpowers to basically go work a job, have your own money, your own employment situation, and that's like giving you an assault rifle, and you have to be responsible with that power. So we have a culture in America that you can do what you want to do, but there's consequences. A lot of people think they're smarter than the devil. The devil been around thousands of years. He knows you're not compatible with that man. He's at the wedding. He's at the wedding laughing because he knows it's going to be in the divorce. But and on top of that, the the reason they created the welfare system, the reason the fascist government wanted you to go to work, is to break down the families. If you notice in the Western culture, Europe, America, single parenthood is at all time highs. Single motherhood promotes increases the power of the state. That was the original intention with breaking up the American family. When in the 60s, women go back to work, women get welfare. They check, they check it in the homes, making sure the black man not there, and they cut you a welfare check. That was to increase the power of the state. In the Communist Manifesto, single parenthood increases the power of the state. So you, so that's part of. So the game is forever changed now. But we got women thinking they can just do whatever they want to do because a man's not paying their bills. Well, you're going to become you're going to become a casualty of the game. 
and these men on this panel, they're going to charge you to the game, and they're going to keep it moving. And so you think you this is because Pookie and Ray Ray and a little loser, you can say whatever you want to say with him and get away with it. You're going to train your subconscious mind. You're going to come across a guy like Daydon or myself and one of these brothers on the panel, and they're going to they're going to charge you to the game and get rid of you. What do you think about that, Daydon? Oh, hey, Steve, man, don't get me started on the government because, you know, I, they, they will get mad at me. I'll be talking all night. You, but exactly what you just said is the overall master plan of the Obama of the Mitt Romney. See, a lot of people, they think there's this big differentiating uh, thing between the two of them. It's, it's all one big game. That's what y'all don't seem to get. That's a, it's a one government. You know what I'm saying? It's not, you know, the, the uh, Democrats, Republicans. It's, you know, it's one plan. And as Steve just said, the plan is to keep African Americans and really people, and that's just Satan's plan, like you said, is to keep people dependent on the government. It's not y'all people, people. I laugh at it when they talk about, oh yeah, the unemployment rate has been up. They want y'all on unemployment. They want it's all paid for anyway. It's all under some fake debt that's been created. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't it's all fake? You know they want y'all on unemployment. They want y'all on welfare. They want the black man in jail. They want the the uh, abortions. You know who do you think's paying for that stuff? It doesn't matter. It's all you know what I'm saying. That's what they want. It's all going back to slavery. And so in leading us into what Revelation describes as being a total state of anarchy, you know, total worldwide domination by, uh, by basically by the government. You know, they, man, don't, don't get me started on that. But, Courtney, you've been listening in real quick. Break, help me out. Stop, because I, I, will, I will continue on that because it's so crazy. So many people don't understand what's going on. What are your thoughts so far, though? Um, regarding what was just said or just Everything, period in the show? Courtney, just period. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's getting good. Like I'm sitting here with my popcorn. Like you guys are really touching on some great things. Um, a lot of a lot of things that we as black women, you know, need to work on. It's just it's giving me a whole new perspective on some things and it's highlighted things that I've personally done, you know, in the past and I didn't know that it was, you know, annoying to men. Wait, you came out, out in a bra talking about what outfit should I wear trying to entice a guy? I've done that, yeah. Hey, let me find some out. Some women don't even wear clothes. You know, some people, are, <laughs> some women are, like, extra bold. Like, yeah, I've done that. And for the same reasons um, that the young lady did it. You know, it wasn't because I wanted you to look at me as a sex object and I wanted you to just look at me as a jump off, you know, indefinitely. I had self-esteem issues, so I thought for you to take me seriously, I had to show you something physically, not what was on the inside, but what was on the outside. Wow, man, that's 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 exactly what she did. And you know, I'm not even going to tell y'all what happened after the movie at about three o'clock in the morning because we got a seven o'clock movie, eight till like, I mean, excuse me, seven o'clock dinner. You know, chilled there till like nine. I think the movie started about maybe ten, over at twelve thirty something like that. Went back to the crib. It's one o'clock. You know how it goes. Put on the you know, the movie just, you know, I mean, just just because, you know, it's not like you have any plans on who watches a, a, a three-hour movie, two-hour movie at 2 o'clock. In the, I mean, uh, Marv, does anybody watch movies at one thirty in the morning? Absolutely not. And, and I'll take it a step further, Dayton. I would I would actually rent a corny movie. You know what I mean? Like, I'll get the corniest movie on the planet, uh, you know, put it in. No intentions on watching it. You know, you know, like we'll get through the first five minutes. Next thing you know, panties are dropping. 
panties dropping. So they already knew what it was hitting for. They already knew what time it was. And see, that's the game, ladies. That's the thing. A lot of women are listening in. They have the mentality of, well, so what? That's all I wanted, too. So what y'all did? That is what it is. But, ladies, that's a game you can't win, you know? You ever see, heard that song, You Can't Win? What's that, The Wiz? You cannot win that game. We win. You lose. You get sex. You become emotionally unavailable. That's one more notch on your belt, which we're about to get to. Don't think we're not going to talk about that. That's one number that you can't get back. You know what I'm saying? We could sleep with however many women we want to, and it will never be an issue as to who, you know, whether or not we'll be able to you know, wipe up the best possible woman. But yet, and we're about to ask, we're about to figure out what that number looks like for you guys, because it's not about what you want it to be; it's about what it is. And we're going to tell you. See, we I consider these to be the, some of the best men in the country. And so, and these men, it's not just a, a big, it's not not a big deal. You know what I'm saying? It's, it, a lot, it's not about what Jesus would do. It's not about God forgiving women. It's about what do men want in a wife. You know, it's about what type of credit score do you have to have to get approved for that mortgage? You understand? That's what it is. It's not a matter of, you know, that's just what it is. It ha- what number SAT scores do you need to get into this university? It doesn't matter if you think you should be able to get in with a 700. No, it, if it's not a certain number, you're not going to that school. If you've slept with X amount of people, well, guess what? Marv told you on Sunday night his number is about five or six. But we'll get to that, though. Let's go to the phone lines, though, man, 646-200-0366. Hit the number one on your keypad. If you're just joining us, we're talking about specifically why so many African-American women are single in today's society, what the best possible men look for in a wife. You know what I'm saying? We're bridging the gap. Hopefully you guys are jotting some things down, taking some notes, and implementing these changes into your life, if, if need be. Let's go back to the phone lines. I see a call from the uh, 917. Matter of fact, this is my man Tim calling in. Tim, what's going on with you? What's going on, D-Don? Hey, Tim. Now, real quick, everybody. Now, Tim is also a very active member in the Friends of the Daydon Tolbert Show group as well as the Courageous Black Men of Facebook group, and he keeps it as real as any of these men tonight. I'm happy to welcome him onto the panel this evening. He was one of the men who I specifically asked and called out to be a member of tonight's panel, so I'm glad that he's able to be with us tonight. You've been listening in, man. What are your thoughts on, about what's being said? My thoughts are basically simple. I've been saying this in the group for the longest. It seems like it's a whole bunch of resistance going on with the ladies. They don't want to take in basically what we're saying, but at the same time, they talk about how men don't step up. They need to step their game up. They need to be accountable. But then at the end of the day, you have men like me, Lewis, Marvin, James, telling them what, how we feel. It's like, oh, why y'all think like that? Why we can't be like this? And it's like, what's, what's going on with the defensive mechanism? Like, we so don't let me know ask you, everybody has said what they look for in a wife. If you had to name the top three things that you look for, what would they be? Well, basically the top three things is, one, she has to be humble. Two, she has to have the spirit of God, not just quoting the Bible, scripture for scripture, like, she has to be, like, she has to be in her spirit. Like, she technically don't really have to, um, how can I put this? Like, she doesn't even have to really just, like, she can't just quote the Bible 
Like, I see a lot of the females in the group, too. You can't just quote the Bible and say, I'm a virtuous woman because I know this scripture and I know that scripture. That's the second thing. And basically, the third thing, um, I don't know which one of the fellas said this, but basically, I don't, I don't want to be in the competition. Whether it's job, ex-boyfriend, the dude at her job, she was still before she before she started dating me or whatever the case is, I don't want to be in that competition. If you're going to deal with me, you deal with me. If I got to compete with other people, past relationships, whatever, that I'm not with that. That shows me a sign that you're still not 100% emotionally available. You keep touching on some things, man, and you're keeping 100% real. Let everybody know where you're calling in from so they know what they're hearing from. I'm calling from Brooklyn, New York. All right, guys. And, Tim, you stick around if you can, man, because I'm going to come back to you. Because, But listen to what he just said, ladies. And these are all, you know, di- everyone said different things. Each man has different things that they're most passionate about. But as you can see, they all tie into one way or another spirituality. And not like he said, not just quoting scriptures, but having the spirit of God, actually being about God. You know what I'm saying? And that's key. You know, you can't be a freak out here. They're talking freaky, but at the same time on Facebook, living the life of a virtuous woman. That's not going to fly with this. That's what. That's how you get put into the jump-off category. He said humility, you know, which is really, I mean, nobody wants the stuck-up, you know, the stuck-up woman. But, yeah, man, absolutely great to hear, from, uh, great to hear from, from Tim Lewis. Is that anything that you can relate to, women coming off one way but being, in reality, something totally different? Oh, yeah, completely, because... One of the women that I was telling you about that kind of changed and dropped off, you know, after I, to- after I talked to her about, you know, just kind of filled out about abstinence, you know, she was, I met her at church. So, you know, she was, she had church, and then she's not really living that lifestyle. And then I agree with him also about competing, because I don't compete. I'm not competing at all. You know, I've had women talk about it, it just comes up in the conversation, you know, something about an ex or something about this person. I don't want to hear all that because I don't compete. I, I don't do it. Say no more, Lewis, because this is why I want to go back down the lines, and I want to focus on that because Marv opened up a can of, I mean, excuse me, uh, Tim opened up a can of worms that needs to be discussed. Competition. We spoke the other night, I think one day last week. We did actually a whole show on male friends. I don't know what y'all are doing every night at 9 o'clock, but trust me on this. This ain't no... Oh, let's just listen to the Day Don Talbert show because he's going to have a panel of black men. Y'all literally need to be tuned in seven nights a week because every single night contains a, a something that you need to know in regards to what we as men are looking for. Trust me on that. Now, we, like I said, we did a whole show on, on male friends. Now, Tim just said, Lewis just said, he doesn't compete. I can co-sign. Elite men don't compete. That's what y'all don't seem to understand. It doesn't matter what you want to do. It doesn't matter if you're 35 years old and you want to increase your chances of being found. So you want to date so-and-so on Friday. You want to date so-and-so on Saturday night. That will eliminate any chance you have at being taken seriously by any either one of those dudes. What am I talking about? Like he just said, I just want to kind of piggyback off. He said, we're talking, and you're like, yeah, you know, so I went out with a buddy of mine last night. Like, okay, or... Uh, who's that? Oh, you get a call. 
I don't know why he keeps calling me. I know how y'all do. Y'all say little things just to kind of let us know that we're not the only one. You th- ironically, there's the irony. You think that that's gonna make us, you know, make yourself more desirable. You think that that's gonna make us work extra hard to get you. When in reality, that just takes you out. Even if we most time, half time, we are looking at you in that special way. That's why we're out with you on a date in the first place. Because elite men don't just go out for the heck of it. So if you're even out on a date with us, most likely we saw something on you or in you, you know, initially that that said, hey, look, she might be some something special. But you went ahead and messed it up by trying to make us jealous. Marv, you ever had a woman do that, like saying little things to kind of just let you know that you're not the only one? Of course, of course. I mean, I mean, we, we touched on a story uh, when you invited me on your show a couple of days ago. You know, about this young lady who was, you know, borrowing certain objects from men. Um, you know, she was like she was sending me sending me signs, you know, letting me know like I have I have other men that I'm that I'm dealing with. Um, trying to play it off like it's platonic when in all actuality it's not. Um, you know, certain things that, that, that she would say in regards to you know, these male friends, I'm like, you know, only a fool will real won't realize that that they're not involved. So, you know, it's just a lot of a lot of games that they play these days. Man, James, any thoughts on that, man? You know, Dadon, uh, you and the fellows hit it right on the head. Um, elite men do not compete for a woman. Uh, it's just not going to happen. I know for me, uh, usually when I meet a lady, you know, that's one of the first things I'm looking at. I'm looking at how she's interacting with other guys. I'm checking the Facebook page to see how many pictures she has with her ex-boyfriends, how many pictures she has posted up in the club with different dudes. All that stuff makes a difference, and if I if I meet a lady and I see that she's the type of lady where she's entertaining other men, regardless of how long they've known each other, regardless of what kind of relationship they have, um, she's not going to be taken seriously. Man, that's crazy, man. I've waited so long, so long, even if it took me four years. I mean, you guys have heard some Barbershop Talk Tuesdays. You guys have heard some all-star edition of Barbershop Talk Tuesdays, but I think it's it's pretty safe to say this is the realest Barbershop Talk Tuesdays, period. And, you know, I'm not just period in general. Everybody has a Barbershop Talk something these days, but, you know, we're going in tonight, and this is as real as it's going to get, guys. Understand that. Let's let's do this. Let me. I want to go back to the phone lines and see what's going on out here because I'm a real guy. I want to hear from some ladies. I want to hear from I mean, the fellows are cool, but I, I mean, it's, it's, if you are, some of the ladies are emailing me like, "Wow, they don't." I'm just listening, and that's all. That's cool. But six four six two zero 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 three six six. Hit the number one on your uh, keypad. A lot of women they, they're dating multiple men. In fact, there was an. Uh, uh, an article in Essence Magazine a few months ago, maybe even a year ago, about actually encouraging women uh, to date multiple men. And here we are telling you the moment, the instance you even utter, the, you know, anything even remotely relating to dating multiple men, it's a wrap. So I already know. I counsel women every day. I already know what you're saying. I already know what you're asking. Well, so what are you saying, Dana? You're saying what? We're supposed to just sit at home and, and you know and not date anybody? Exactly. That's exactly what you do. I know it's a foreign concept. You know what I'm saying? I know everybody with you would think that we're going out to the clubs. We want that's where the the, the hot spot is. That's the, your best chance at meeting a man. But the best women are not in the clubs. They're not on multiple ridiculous dates with losers just to kill time. They're, I mean, 
God forbid you actually go out with your girlfriends. God forbid you go to Friday night Bible study. You know, God forbid you actually, oh, my goodness, sit at home and do something productive, like around, you know what I'm saying? That's the, those are the types of things that my wife did when I met her. You understand that when I met her, she wasn't, I, I'm not going to lie, I was out in the club. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people may say, oh, that's, that's hypocritical. You're saying you were out in the club probably dancing with women, meeting other women, but, you know, and your wife was at home. I, I, man, that's, you're being hypocritical right there. Hey, you call it what you want, but you see who has a ring on the finger now. You see why I'm married. That's what we're looking for. We're looking for the women who differentiate themselves by doing what most women don't do. You know what I'm saying? She wasn't in the clubs. She wasn't going on multiple dates. You guys understand that, Mark? If you met a woman who was just chilling in the crib on a Friday night and that was just her routine, how would you look at her? I would, I would be, I would be really admiring her. I mean, I would be shocked. Because that's, I mean, that's rare. I mean, you, you, you found a gem, uh, Dedan, over there, you know, as far as your wife's not going out on a Friday night. Like, you know, the, the type of women that, that unfortunately I'm exposed to, I mean, they're, I mean they, they're in the club Friday night. They're in the club. You know, they're getting there at 10 so they can get in for free. I mean, you know how, they, you know how these clubs promote. And then, you know, they, uh, they, they, they get in for the free drinks, free drinks until 11. Um, and then they're, they're stumbling out of the club at 2, 3 in the morning. And I'm and as, and as I'm sitting there just observing, I'm just like this is like I don't see Miss Wells anywhere in this environment anywhere. Right, right. So. It's funny, man. I, me and my homies, we used to go out and literally, and Marv, you know about this, out with five or six dudes. We're and we're all leaving the club. A lot of times you carpool, you meet up, maybe you go grab uh, like go to a diner afterwards just to kind of bust it up after the club, or maybe you're just playing to let out. There were plenty of nights, and no one's partied more than me in the period. No one has, has lived that life more so than myself. I'm talking about I've been in the club since I was 18 years old in college, all throughout my 20s, into my 30s, and up until I met my wife, I was in the club multiple times a week. That was the lifestyle that I lived. That's how I'm so familiar with just the club dynamic and just this whole thing. You understand? So I'm, I believe me when I say I know what I'm talking about. And what Marv just described is is 100% on point. That's what it is. They're getting to the clubs in the freakum dresses, breast out, trying to show somebody something. They're playing the loud at 2 o'clock, stumbling out drunk. We're grabbing them by the arm. Yo, come here real quick. They're grinding on us. We just met them two seconds ago. Ass is on, you know, all up on us. Like, hey, what's up? Put your number in my phone real quick. We're like, hey, like, is this Mrs. Tolbert? Like, are you you're going to be the mother of my daughter? You're going to be my wife. I'm going to bring you home to mom. And I, you're, you're like, you, you reek of alcohol, weave in your head, you know, breast exposed, nipples popping out while you're percolating on the fly. That's not, that's not the type of woman that we want to marry. And, and like I said, many a night that I've left the club thinking, wow, there was not one. And, I, and this is me leaving the club with seven numbers, going home disappointed. Because deep down I knew that not one of those women would be anything more than maybe a one-night stand. And I'm telling y'all, and, and fellas, y'all know, ladies, hopefully y'all know, that is a very depressing way of thinking. And, and a lot of these men out here are fronting, they're, they're, they're acting like they're popping bottles and they're having the best time, but it's a depressing, lonely way of life. Nobody is going to these clubs happy, and they're leaving miserable. I promise you that. Lewis, what do you think about that? Is that something you've ever been able to relate to at all? 
that 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 socialite lifestyle is absolute turnoff. And then you all are talking about, you know, a woman. I'm, I'm telling you, if I met a woman and she said that if she's at home on Friday night, and y'all talking about paying on the first day too, I was about to inbox you and go, where they at? But seriously though, no, nah, that socialite lifestyle is is, is a turnoff. And I think it might have been James that said he checked Facebook. And when I'm checking Facebook, if I see you know evidence of that kind of lifestyle, it's just a complete turnoff. Right. Speaking of James, I mean, you ever like left the club or any type of environment where there's like hundreds and even thousands of women, and you've been like, wow, there was not one woman who I would even consider bringing home to mom. You know what they done? I uh, have definitely been in that situation. And I can, you know, one thing I can tell the ladies is not a good feeling. It's not a good feeling when when you're in that position, and and it's it's actually frustrating. It's disappointing, you know. And uh, one thing, um, one thing that my grandmother before she died, one thing she always told me is she said never, never marry a woman that you met in the club. And um, that's one thing that I will never, never forget, and that's one thing that I will never do. Wow, it's my my. It's funny. I was real close to my grandmom, and she died recently, a couple of years ago too, and told me the same same thing, man. On everything, she used to tell me. My mom grew up telling me never bring any trash home. The my my grandmom though died at a hundred and three years old, and she was saying, you know, just make sure you bring home a good woman. Bring home a good. Don't don't just stay away from. We used to watch these shows on TV. You know, just stay up together watching TV. And uh, she would just say, you know, oh my God, I can't believe that. And just looking at, shaking her head at what what we see on TV. Say, don't you don't bring stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Marry one, marry a good woman. And and that's what it was. These men, we want women like our mothers, and even more like our grandmothers. Because what you have to realize is we're thinking. A lot of y'all think we're worried about what you look like now. I'm thinking about what we're going to be like when we're 80 years old. See, because I grew up not only with two parents. To get who are still together, but grandparents. Who my, my grandfather died when he was 99. Grandmom died with, when she was 103 years old. I grew up seeing the love that they still had after being married for 80 years. They got married very young, married for like 80 years, 70, 80 years. You know what I'm saying? That's crazy. That's what all men want. You're not going to get a man thinking about you know your future. If you're if you're doing it with no hands on the first date, you know what I'm saying, man. This stuff is crazy out here, you know. Tim, is it, what, what's going on, man? You ever left the club feeling like you can't meet, you couldn't bring anybody home to grandma or home to mom? Uh, I've been there a couple of few times. That's part of the reason why I stopped going to the club because you go here and all the females is, is thinking about getting that free drink out of you. And you know they're not about anything, and at the end of the day, it's like I could have stayed at home. So yeah, man. And, and, and you know, and that's the thing. And a lot of times we get into the thing of because we go there looking for wives. There's not a man listening who will who who will, most men will lie to you. Most men won't keep it real. That's why we only have a, a panel of a few men compared to thousands. But the reality is, all men, even though no matter what they tell you. Like he said, I married, I found a gym, and he's right, I did. But that's the thing. We all go to the club looking for that diamond in the rough, the hidden gym. You know what I mean? And we leave disappointed because we didn't find it that night. But a lot of times, you know, there's that you kind of got to get the consolation prize. You know, well, I didn't find wifey, but, 
you know, she does have a big butt. She does have a nice breast. Yeah, I could get her to send me a picture. I could, when I go to a barbershop on Saturday, I can at least, tell, you know, have be have bragging rights for that week at the shop. You know what I'm saying? And that's just, it's not right. It's not for you to relate to. It's just, it's just what it is. You know what I'm saying? And, and all the men. As a matter of fact, Marv, you ever, you ever had a woman send you a naked picture specifically to show your homies and, and to get props? Knowing darn well you had nothing, no plans for her whatsoever, but just to show her to your homies? I would get the number at one fifty nine in the morning, and I would get the naked picture around 3.17 in the morning. I mean, they just, they just, <laughs> you're like, they didn't even waste no time. They didn't even wait till the sun came up. You know what I mean? And I'm just like, wow. I mean, I, 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 why, why am I putting myself through this? Like, I would go to clubs, they done, and I would get numbers of, of women, just like what you've experienced, of women that I knew weren't, you know, high caliber. You know, just a bunch of cubic zirconias is what I like to call them. So I would get the number, but I'm actually putting the number in my phone with an attitude. Like, I'm just pissed off at myself because I already know what the outcome is. So, you know, I've gone through that so many times, and it's just like, I'm just like Timothy said, I don't even go to the clubs anymore. I'm done. You know what I mean? I'm done with that. Hey, man, I'm laughing because you, it, what you just said, every man can relate to. I already know the other men on the panel can relate to what you just said. Putting the number into the phone with an attitude, I've rolled my eyes as she's typing in the number, and she's sitting there thinking she's doing something with this stupid look on her face, you know, poking her booty out, thinking that I'm, yeah, so don't take the number if you ain't going to use it. I, I, I'm going to use it. I'm going to use it to forward to my homies. Like you said, man, it's, my thing was this, I, my, my, and I can give away the secret now, and fellas, if you're still in the player stage, feel free to use it. It'll get you sex. It'll get you naked pictures. It'll get you whatever you want if you do exactly what I'm about to tell you all to do. If you all you have to do, you go out, get these numbers. Like he said, 159 when the club closes. You're from Philly, closes club here early, you know, 2 o'clock. You get the number at about 215, 2.30, you send her a little text with a smiley face saying, hey, I just want to let you know it's nice meeting you. You know, boom. She'll probably, most likely she's some type of hoe and will be like, who's this? You know, which one were you? What did you have on? Like, damn, well, how, how many numbers did you get that night? But, you, oh, no, you play, you know, keep your cool. You don't play or anything like that. Let me you know. No, I'm so-and-so. I had on whatever. Play the game. She's like, oh, yeah, well, it was nice meeting you, too. And they're like, all right, yeah, yeah. And now you start the texting thing. Like Marv said, you got a naked picture by, by 3 o'clock. You know what I'm saying? That is how easy it is. Half the time you can meet up with them that same exact freaking night. You guys understand what I'm saying to y'all? I mean, well, ladies, do you understand what I'm saying? The fellas all know that women are having sex on the first night. Real quick, because the ladies listening around the world need to understand how real it is. It's not about what you do. It's not about what you think your girlfriends do. It's about what happens every night out here. Real quick, Lewis, do you know of or have you experienced women in that type, same type of situation, giving sex up on the first date. I'm just going to go straight down the line because the women need to know how real it is. That do you know any women who do that? Oh yeah, you know you. I, I know what happens. And one thing I can say is, is I agree with you. Know I'm, I'm one to admit. You know the times that I've been out there, that I, you know, even though I know that that's not the atmosphere. It's like you said, you're still sizing up. You know, trying to see if you can see somebody that's, it has some potential, but. Like you all said, it's just, you know, when you're leaving, you're like, there's nothing here. 
So you take what you can get. Real quick, James. I mean, we just keep it because ladies need to know. We're just going to be real. Y'all can keep it as real as you want to keep it. James, have you ever experienced that or know anything like that that's happened on the first date? Uh, many times, Dan. I uh, just recently, I would say not not recently, maybe about four or five months ago, I uh, went out on a date with a school teacher, and um, this chick, as soon as we got done with the date, she called me. Not even two or three hours after the date, she's bringing up threesomes and asking me, "Am I interested in participating in a threesome with her and another lady?" Stop. I mean, I've I've had ladies that have even I'm not sure if you're familiar with the FaceTime application where you can actually on your iPhone where you can see video content from another person. I've had ladies that have FaceTime me in the shower with the phone looking at me I'm butt naked. <laughs> see, see, that's let me tell y'all something. That's crazy. Thing about me is I'm 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 34 years old and like I came when I was in my dog and player stage. I didn't have all that technology. You know what I'm saying? There was no FaceTime. It was no Facebook. I wasn't even on Facebook when I experienced all this stuff because I was really I was like in my 20s like that. So obviously I'm 34. You do the math. That was before all of that really jumped off like that. But I can only imagine how it's been just since you know Facebook, FaceTime, um, webcams. I mean, just the level. Of, of freakiness that probably exists out here and, and just the, the lack of respectability. And that's why we're seeing an increase in, lack, in, in men putting rings on the fingers of these women because we're seeing an increase in lack of respectability. And it just gets more and more blatant, like the stuff that women are willing to do on the first night. Like I said, we're going straight down the line. Marv, have you ever knocked off and smashed something off after the club, first date, taking them out to dinner? Uh, James said, teacher, uh, 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 someone who's teaching your three-year-old child was inquiring on the first date about having him having a threesome with her. Is that something you can relate to? Man, I'd be lying if I said no. Um, you know, there's a there's a there's a club out here called River Deck Lounge. Oh, Anybody man, who's fully aware is fully aware of that, right? So you know, it's reggae. Everybody getting their wine on, calypso music playing, all crazy. Um, this woman approaches me. You know, she trying to gain me up, talking about, oh, you're so easy on the eye, and, you know, you know, you're looking good and all this other stuff. She tells me she's a doctor. So I'm like, okay, I guess we're about to talk about some medical stuff. You know what I mean? She puts her number in my phone. I leave. I go home, taking my shoes off. You know, I got I got late show on. You know, I'm chilling, about to call the night. Phone rings. She's at the front door. The rest is history. So you're telling me a doctor that you just met, you gave you some some sex on the first night. She was a dermatologist. Man, that's crazy. Now I, I just want people to. I, my, my I just bad, want people to know, like, no, I'm sorry, Dada. Like, there's no reason for us to lie. You know, I just want people to to understand this. You know, like these are real stories that we're talking. Like, I have nothing to prove to anybody on here. You know, I don't know anybody. Um, you know, personally on the panel, although I do. You know, can't can't wait to get to know them a little bit more. You know, more better, but. It's, you know, like, there's no reason for us to make these stories up. These are real-life stories that we're talking about. Oh, they know, man. They, they, There's not a person listening in, I, I truly believe that, that doubts anything that we're saying. And it's people's mouths are just wide open because they know they will never hear anything like this on a Steve Harvey show, on any of these shows, or in any book, because this is real life here. 
And since everybody's being extra real tonight, I'll tell y'all a story. Now, this was back in the day. My first book just came out. Now, if anybody knows me from Philly, like, I, I was pretty well known back then because I did I, I did a, a huge book tour for my first book, The Love We Had, which I'm actually, and this was about 05, and um, I'm actually re-releasing it because I have a whole new audience. This was before the talk show, before everything. So a lot of y'all haven't read that book. It, I mean, a lot, but back then, it was extremely popular, especially here in Philly. I linked up with, like, Every major party promoter, like the you know, if you're from Philly, Reef Lounge, I was everywhere. Like, I mean, literally every club, every promoter, I did a book signing, and kind of re, re, I'm the reason why a lot of people, a lot of these authors are now doing. They're not doing your traditional book signings anymore. They're doing book signing parties. I was like one of the first people to do that. The way I, you know, what I'm saying, and and so what I'm saying to y'all is a lot of people knew my face. You know, I'm posted up. I was. I remember one time I would go to these parties with my homies, and one party in particular, I'm in downtown Philly uh, with like probably five people, five of my, my homies, and we we just were all posted up. You know how it goes, just the fellas posted up, chilling, and um, you know, on right up up against the wall, watching the dance floor slowly materialize. It starts jumping. Posted up this waitress, and she was one of the promoters. Came up to me. I'm talking about bad chick. You know, you know how they do. You get the baddest women to be the promoters, walking around the tight wife beaters, the short skirts, whatever like that. She's like, hey, don't I know you from somewhere? Long story short, just cracks on me. Oh my gosh, you're, you know, I know you were this handsome, blah blah blah. I'm like, okay, I appreciate it. She's like, well, look, um, you know, uh, why don't you put your number in my phone? So I gave her my number. What I think I gave her my business card. And um, long story short, the chick, I'm, I drove that night. You know what I'm saying? I drove. So it's like me and four of my friends, and she was like, "Well, don't leave, you know, because we're gonna hang out." I'm like, "Cool." The chick followed me back to the to back to my crib, you know. Just met her that night, literally driving. I'm driving on Lincoln Drive, driving down the. You know what I'm saying? She's following me, pull up to my crib, and that's that. They're like, "Damn, she's just gonna she following you back to your crib." I'm like, "Yeah, you know, that's how it is." You know, and they're looking at me like, "Whoa, you got the baddest chick in the club, basically following you back to your crib." To do God knows what. And that's what I'm saying to y'all. That's how easy it is. doesn't matter if it's a lawyer. And this was not, she was a, uh, a a promoter, but that wasn't her, you know, her nine to five. Her nine to five was like, I think she was like an engineer, you know, something like that. You know, teacher, lawyers, doctors. It's not, these women we're talking about first nights are you guys. It's not like the, the freaks. I mean, no, no disrespect to anybody, but... You know, these are real women. These are real stories. The social workers, the people handling kids, um, you know, and stuff like this needs to change. These are Deltas, AKAs, SG Rose, Zetas, all these sororities, all these women who, who supposedly are so, you know, great. A lot of times the sex is going down at you guys' cribs. A lot of times we don't want to bring you back to the back cave. So we're trying to figure out where we can go. And now we're, we're living in the age of independent women. So you guys have your own bachelorette pads specifically designed to bring people back. There were times I would I would follow, I'd follow women back to their crib, met up with them. They already got the candles burning. I just met them. I'm like, well, hold, why do you have candles burning? Why do you have soft music playing? Like, what, you just assumed you were going to be bringing somebody back? Mark, what you know about these bachelorette pads? <laughs> so the candles was already lit. It was already lit. It was already the dim lighting. <laughs> Straight fire has it up in there, huh? That's crazy. That's I mean, crazy. yeah, that's what it is. That's what it is. They, they, you know, they, they plotting, they, they planning. 
It's like they go out with the intentions on, on, on bringing something home. They don't go out with the intentions on, on being virtuous. They don't go out, you know, with the intentions, you know, on being celibate. They going out with the intentions to increase their numbers. And, and, and like, like we talked about on Saturday, like every, everyone has, has a number. I mean, the more elite the man is, you know, the, the, the less the number is going to be, and that's just how it is. So if these women continue to, to burn candles before they go out, I mean, they're going to be burning candles by themselves, you know, for the rest of their lives. And that's what it is. But say no more. Well, this is what we're going to do. We're going to go down the line real quick and figure out what that number is. Because like he said, an elite man is going to have standards. At the end of the day, he's going to be looking for, for a wife. And if a woman, if we're going to call a woman our wife, we will not be that guy, you know, holding hands, you know, out and about with the, with the woman who the, who the whole city has ran through. This is where the realness comes in. That's not going to be us. Does God forgive all things? Absolutely. We're not Jesus Christ. We don't want to be that guy. You know, God will bless you if you change your life with the man of your heart. But I can just about guarantee you that Marv isn't wifing up the woman who's been with 40 dudes. I'm heck of, you know, damn sure not. You know, I don't think Lewis is. Lewis, what is that number for you? What is the magic number? What's the number of sexual partners, so we're 100% clear, that a woman can have that you specifically would say, you know what, that's too many for me? What is that number, Lewis? Oh, wow. I wouldn't say low as possible, but if I was to give you a number, I'd have to say, wow, maybe seven, seven or more is a lot. And that's 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 just being real with you. So no more than seven that you can't see yourself wiping her up. I'm telling you, and that's and that's pushing it. Wow. So seven. He says seven. Ladies, hear this. Hear these numbers. Doesn't matter if you like it. Doesn't matter if you disagree. We are all being honest tonight. And please don't think that these numbers are not representative of, of of what men around the country are saying. Lewis is in Alabama. I'm Me and Marv here in Philly. You know, Tim's up there in New York. I just want you all to know, I and mean, we've heard from Gerald Howard, who's down south. He said no more than 10. We've This is not the first time we've done this. Dre, we've heard from a number of people over the years, and there, I've never heard a number over 12. And 12 was, I, I kind of looked at him a little funny myself when he said 12, but I've never, most are, like Lewis said, um, Marv said five the other night. James, we've never heard your number. That number for you, what is it? My number is five. Uh, any more than five dudes, and um, it, it's going to be hard for me to, you know, it's really going to be hard for me to see this woman as a, a wife. I mean, even, you know, ten penises is a lot of penises, excuse my language, but that's a lot of dudes to be with. So, wait, let me get this straight, because a lot of women are saying, well, hold on, if you are... They're saying a number of things, but and I, I do this. I've been doing this for a long time, so I already know the the rebuttals. I know you know everything they're thinking. There, one thing that they're thinking is, well, what about the age? You don't factor in age. A woman who's twenty five is going to have hopefully less numbers than a woman who's thirty five. So do you, do, you know, do you, does she get an extra five if she's ten years older? You know, and I like the analogy that you use about the uh, about the car and the models of the car. I mean, uh, nobody in their right mind is going to buy a car with 150,000 miles on it. It's not going to happen. We want the best possible car. We want the car with the least amount of miles. I mean, it's, it's just common sense. And uh, I, I just don't understand the mentality of some of these ladies 
you know, they throw the Bible into it, they throw forgiveness into it, and they get mad when we're honest with them. But, you know, that's what I want. That's my preference. I prefer a lady to have five or less bodies, and, you know, it's just the way it is. That's just the way it is, ladies. And and the thing about the car analogy, if you missed it, it your age doesn't matter the same way the year of the car doesn't matter. You could have a, a 2010 car, you know, two 2010 cars. It's only two years old. But one could have 100,000 miles because they put a lot of highway miles on it. And the other car, you know, most likely will only have about 20,000 miles or maybe 30,000 tops. The The price tag on those two cars is going to be greatly different only because of the miles. You know what I'm saying? Now, whereas you could buy a 2006 car with very low miles. You, I, I like Mercedes. My favorite car is a, a Mercedes-Benz SL 550. You know what I'm saying? That's actually my next car, just to be honest with y'all. You could have a SL 550 with, you know, 06 that costs more than, you know, a a, a 2010 SL 550 only because of the mileage difference. So that's what I'm saying to you. The year your age doesn't matter, the year the car doesn't matter, it matters about how many miles are on that car, how many penises have been inside you. I don't know that's, I don't know how else to better put that uh Marv. What's your number if you, I know you said the other night anybody who missed the show let everybody know again wh- how you feel about that. Yeah, I'm going to have to go with 5, you know. I'm definitely going with 5. I mean, 7 anything anything more than 7, you done, you done lost me. You lost me. I'm not even going to hold you. 5 5 between 5 and 7, you know. And I used to think they don't I'm glad that you brought up that analogy about the two 2010 cars and how one can have more miles than the other because I used to think maybe I should, you know, choose someone who's younger with the thought that they may have less men. But I mean, you know, these women are just so promiscuous and they're just so easy these days. You know, you got a lot of 21, 22 year olds who slept with more men than their age. You know what I mean? So I'm like, well, I'm going to have to throw that, you know, idea out the window and just stick with my guns and just say, look, five, you know, anything more than seven, you done lost me. Man, we're just going straight down the line, guys. You heard from Lewis. You heard from James. You just heard from Marv. Um, Tim, Tim is here. Tim, you've heard the conversation. What number for you is, is too many men to wife up? Well, the number for me is nine. But we had this discussion in the Courageous uh, group uh, not too long ago, and one of, one of my buddies that's also in the group as well, made this indication as far as making mental notes. When you're making a note of the number, you have to put a plus seven, which I was taught as well. So any anything over nine for me personally is, is the problem, but I also put that plus seven on as well. So let's say if a woman says five, and I'll make a mental note, she's really talking 12, so that's a little bit reaching, so... Yeah, yeah. So, and that's that, honestly, that's around where I'm at, you know, with it. I'm, I'm more so. Uh, you guys have heard me on the la- over the last couple of years. My number was about nine or ten. You know what I'm saying? And, and a lot of women just it's, it's important to 
to clarify, a lot of women are saying, well, you know, real men won't ask you. And, you know, it, it shouldn't matter. Why are you guys even asking? Everybody has a past. The past doesn't matter. Let me just tell you something. None of these guys here on this panel, I'm not going to have time to go through and ask each and every But I already know, you're not, you know, Marv is not going up to women. Excuse me, uh, how many men have you slept with? You know, that, that's not a conversation that we're having. You guys need, and I, again, I'm not even going to go into the, the our tactics but it's important for you guys to know that there are specific ways that we have of determining the number of sexual bodies or sexual experiences that you've that you had. You know, real quick, just to kind of give you a, a general idea of what I'm talking about, I I can have a five minute conversation with you. A lot of times, you guys tell us, you know, you've been you know getting done wrong by these guys. How long have you been single? Oh, no, these guys have been breaking my heart since I was 17 years old. Like, okay, so you got your heart broken. All right. You, you know, a lot of assumptions, you know, you're, you're getting your heart broken if you've had, you know, you've been dealing with somebody on and off for X amount of years. That's a sexual relationship. You know, if you're, a lot of times when you're 30 years old, you get the talking about your past. One, that tells us about your level of emotional baggage and emotional unavailability, but also it gives us, you know, an opportunity to make little mental notes about the number of sexual experiences that you've had. So, again, if Marv's number is like five or six, and you've already said that you've had four boyfriends in your life, and these were serious relationships, and we know that you're not a virgin, well... You know, I mean, let's, let's you know, you do the math on that. You're pro- you've already had sex with those boyfriends. There are probably at least three or four unaccounted for guys that you know, maybe one night stands, or just guys that you were, you know, talking to, or whatever it is you want to classify that. So, you're now at that point, you're well over. It's not hard to get over ten. In case you guys don't know, if you're if you're grown, if you're thirty years old, you've probably been in some serious relationships. That's five or six right there off the bat. And you know, just like we know, there's there are sexual experiences that fall outside of those relationships. So right then and there, you've told us. What we're looking for, just to kind of keep it moving, what we're looking for is those women who have no problem, you know, like Courtney, who will tell you straight up, I've had sex with two men. You know what I'm saying? That's that's what we're looking for. You know what? I, I'm not one of those women. I've I've been very. Uh, I keep my legs closed. I'm, I'm celibate. I've made a few mistakes. You know, the women like Latanya, who's all, who's in the each woman group as well as the friends group, uh, who says I'm and it is a virgin. You know what I mean? Those are the types of women that we're looking for. The women who say, hey, you know what? I've made some mistakes. I've only been with four or five guys. That's cool. And your actions and your behaviors uh, solidify that, and it's not questioned. Now, no disrespect to any of it, because, again, I help women change their lives. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying that all hope is lost, but what I am saying is that if you haven't made those mistakes, don't make them. You know what I'm saying? Use this as an opportunity to understand that every person you have sex with significantly, not just a little bit, but significantly decreases your chances of being found by that uh, that elite man. All right, guys? Let's uh let's like I said we'll go back to the phone line six four six two zero 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 three six six. I look this is so much fun man. This is the most fun I've had in a long time. I love this man. I, I got to tell y'all you put you you I love I started an all men's group over eight hundred men. I'm around men all the time. You guys go ahead and put Steve Harvey in a group full of eight hundred men. Put him on on a panel with ten other dudes like like Tim and Marv and James I mean, and Lewis. I mean eat this guy alive telling these lies. You see how all of us are saying similar things? That's there's a reason for that, guys. 
I can bleed a BS if you want to, but it's just going to mess you guys up internally and mentally. Let's go back to the phone line. I see a call from the uh, the 850 area code. Welcome to the Data on Tolbert Show. Brothers, it's been a long time. How you feeling? Hey, what's going on, man? Who's this? Serge. Oh, man, Serge, what's going on with you, man? Good to hear from you again. Man, it's been a while, man. Now, now I'm just working out of Louisville, Kentucky. But um, cool. what do you I'm think? You ready- think? Real quick, real quick. I, let me let me give you a proper introduction, Serge. See, Serge is one of those guys that from back in the day. You know what I'm saying? Back when it was me, when it was Dre, when it was Gerald, and we kept it real. You know what I'm saying? In a different way. He was one of those guys that with Steve calling in, and we. St- I mean, just as real as what you're hearing tonight, he was one of those guys that that weighed in constantly and consistently on on his. Uh, uh, preferences as far as women. Serge, man, let everybody know the top three things that you look for, and then we'll get you uh, your, get that number from you. I look for a woman who's who's not. I re- I really have a problem with women who use the Bible as a as a means of trying to change you, but they really don't understand the contents of the Bible. I don't like it when a woman tries to manipulate you in in ways that you may not understand or ways that she may not understand. Manipulation is something that can cause a relationship to go sour. Absolutely. And I, I really are, are you single now? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was engaged a while ago, and then she and I decided to just go our separate ways. Hey, man, I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, as far as, let me ask you, what if when you hear the conversation about the sexual number, if you had to put a number on it, how many is too many for you? I've always said five, five. Jeez, man. Gosh, that's crazy. Serge, I appreciate you calling in, man. It's always good to hear from you. I mean, I I think it's safe to say, you know what I mean, if we're talking about why so many single successful women out here are are having trouble finding love, well, let's ask, let's figure out how many of those women on the Nightline special, how many women surveyed by Essence magazine, how many of these, these women who pop up on Steve Harvey's show or his radio show, you know, with these ridiculous stories about how they can't find a man or how they're no good men. Well, what's their sexual number like? Because we're hearing, you're hearing the best men right here, good dudes. These are all single professional men who love Jesus Christ telling you straight up, hey, look, I want a woman who keeps my legs closed. So uh, men who will not settle. You can't say you want a godly man, but be called that man wrong when he wants a godly woman or a woman who, who doesn't fornicate. You know what I'm saying? That's not – this ain't no Rick Ross. Rick Ross has a, a line in, his new, in his, one of his songs talking about I fornicate in my fortress. And we're not looking for women who fornicate – you know what I'm saying? Who, who we can fornicate in our fortress with. We're looking for respectable women who, who keep their legs closed and respect their bodies. Mark, you ever heard that line? What's that? I think that's in the, the, uh, that French Montana song. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure that's just there's probably more more than just that one line. I mean, you know, hip-hop promotes fornication. I mean, look at the music videos. I mean, I'm, I'm sure that's another topic, and I don't want to throw you off. But, you know, Rick Ross definitely um, is an advocate of women, um, you know, being as promiscuous as possible. It's, yeah, you're right. It's not even – Rick Ross is a pawn. Jay-Z is a pawn. All these little guys are even, like, you know, lesser pawns, you know, in the overall plan of Satan to bring about what we all read about in Revelations, uh, a total homosexual uh, state of society, uh, everybody fornicating, running around, doing is what you want to do. That is, the, guys, and not to get too deep on y'all, but 
y'all, I don't know what y'all think Satanism is all about, but Satanism, I mean, I'm talking about actual devil worshipers, the, their whole thing, really Google Satanism, because you can't know what's going on around you, you can't just read the Bible, it's not about just reading the Bible, you need to know what is, else is going on, what other people believe, and Satanism is really, in a nutshell, doing what you want to do, living with no rules, living in an anarchist state, having sex. You want to have sex? Cool. You want to have sex with a woman? Cool. Have sex with a man? Cool. Have multiple? Like that's what it's. That's what God describes is the end, being the end of the world, hell on earth. That's why He comes back and takes away everybody, similar to the way He did with uh, when when uh, with the Ark, Noah in the Ark. You know what I'm saying? And that's what a lot of these celebrities like Will Smith, you know what I'm saying, like Oprah Winfrey, Jay-Z, Kanye West, Rihanna, Beyonce, all your favorite entertainers have that way of thinking, do what you want to do. Pepsi's new slogan is live for now. Forget living to get to heaven. Forget living for eternal life. Live for now. That's Pepsi's new slogan. And all of these people are connected. Those same people who fund Pepsi are the same people who give billions of dollars to Barack Obama. They give billions of dollars to uh, Mitt Romney. That's what I'm saying. It's all the same. They're all getting their money from the same people who worship. Marv, dude, should, I, I should stop there because I'm about to go deep. <laughs> Why? See, you got people glued to the glued to their phones right now. Why stop? Man, it's 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 crazy out here, man. It's really crazy, and people are living in, you know, they're living in, 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 in with blinders on. But no, I, I, I want to give y'all what y'all really came for. We'll come back tomorrow night, and we'll talk about that. We'll come back Thursday, you know what I'm saying, when it's a little bit more laid back. Y'all know how we normally do. I feel like I got a stopwatch on, because it's like this three hours isn't long enough. I'm trying to squeeze everything in. I got a whole list of topics. Just to, I'm not even halfway through. I still want to talk about the weaves. I want to talk about the tattoos. I want to ask the fellas who they find to be most beautiful. I want to talk about thick versus fat. You, see, you feel what I'm saying? I want, I want to talk about dating single moms. Oh, man, y'all need to hear this stuff. We, we definitely got to do a part two. Definitely got to do a part two out here. Let's go back to the phone line. So that's what's most important. I want to make sure everybody has their questions answered. 646-200-0366. A lot of calls on the line. And if you don't get through tonight, like I said, we'll come back. You know, we're not going anywhere. But um, here, here's a call from the 205. Welcome to the Date on Tober Show. Hello? 205. Is this LaTanya? Hey, What the heck? What, what the hell? You alright? Yeah, I have a cold. Uh, oh man, what's going on with you? What do you think about tonight's show? Oh my god, and I'm at it real life. It's like when you, when you had an session with her, when you talked about having a lot of male friends, and realized now it's not a good look. Oh, and I'm just trying to tell you. Yeah, I tried it, Latanya. It's it's good to hear from you. You know, Latanya is one of the women. She she you know she has a few issues. She's struggling with some things. But at the end of the day, I will tell you guys, Latanya respects her body and is a virgin. We all. If I had some cheesy type of sound effects, then I would definitely give her a round of applause. But that just un, you guys clap at home for her because she is a virgin. She's a, a, in school. She's really striving. It's not always easy. She knows it's not easy, and she's called in before, but. She does respect her body, so I commend her and any woman out there who respects her body, because that is exactly what elite men are looking for. But yeah, always great to hear from uh, from Latanya. 
Um, uh, Courtney, you've been listening patiently and quietly. What are your thoughts so far? Um, I really, I'm just You're speechless. I am. You see, I don't really have anything to say. <laughs> We're actually talking about it um, as we speak in the group, um, just about you know what we think about it, and we don't. It's nothing negative, you know. It's just we agree with everything that's going on. So, um, I just love listening to you guys. It's just so much to learn, and I can't wait to hear like you know the other topics that you guys um, are going to discuss because this is very informative. Absolutely. Now, some I keep it real, man. Somebody on my Facebook uh, page, my fan page, somebody tried to play Courtney. You know what I'm saying? Somebody said, why is she here? Who is she? Let me tell you all why Courtney is here. Courtney is here, and it's for everybody because a lot of people hate, a lot of people have issues. Courtney, in my opinion, is one of the best women out there. She clearly respects her body and has a very good working definition of exactly what elite men look for in a wife, and she's absolutely every day striving to, towards 100% emotional availability. And through personal self-reflection and sharing of her, her past mistakes, she's been able to help countless women. You know, because I can only say but so much because I'm not a woman. She's been able to give advice and share personal experiences to help women see the error of their ways. So that is why Courtney's a part of this show, and I'm 100% happy to have her here. And if anybody has issues with that, you know, feel free to call in. You know, ask her yourself why is she here. Ask me why she's here, and I'll tell you guys the same thing. 646-200-0366. We're all about positivity here. And anybody you see associated with me, whether it's Gerald, you know, Virgil, uh, Marv, Tim, anybody you guys have heard is uh, Lewis positive positive individuals who have a, a lot to offer to uh to these topics let's keep it moving though like i said we'll go back to the phone lines and, and uh and, and see what's going on i want to take as many calls as possible i see a call from the 609 area code uh welcome to the data on tolbert show 609-556 you there all right must have must have a cycle i don't know they don't know how to follow directions oh it's, it's always one at least one. I see a call here from Philly, 215-284. Welcome to the Data on Tolbert. From Philly, 284. Going once. All right, they got their radio up extra loud. All right, we'll just keep it moving. No time for foolishness. see a call here from the 347 area code. Welcome to the Data on Tolbert show. Hi, guys. How are you? Good. How are you? Um, I had a response. I found it, like, mind-bottling that um, a couple of guys said that they um, would love their wife to have, like, five partners. I find that to be interesting only because um, me and my friends were having a discussion the other day, and a lot of them were saying how, I mean, there's this myth that guys want their women to be really experienced sexually because they don't want to, you know, have to do all the work, and, you know, they want their women to be really experienced sexually, and obviously... Like, if she's had five partners, she might not be as great as one that's had, like, 30 partners. I don't know. I'm just saying, you know, so. Yeah, that's, that's that definitely. I've heard a lot of women say. Yeah, it's unfortunate. It's really unfortunate. Let everybody know where you're calling them from. Um, Chicago. Chicago. Great to hear from you. Let me just tell you all this, man. I, and that's a, I mean, I, I mean, why wouldn't they think that? You know, you got Beyonce talking about, you know, women being bootylicious 
and, you know, put on your freakum dress, single ladies. You know, a lot of stuff is encouraging uh, promiscuous behavior. Um, you know, that's what Nicki Minaj, you know, saying all types of stuff. Society encourages promiscuity, which leads to deadbeat dads, which leads to more welfare, which leads to, you know, just a, a number of things, which, like we talked about earlier, is the overall plan of the government. That's why they're flooding uh, the, you know the airwaves with this this Trey songs, um, you know Nicki Minaj, the Beyonces, all these sex artists, um, as opposed to just R and B type of stuff. And if you notice, they don't do that in the white community. That's it's only in the black community that that, that you're you're forced to be to to listen to sex music twenty four seven because you know country music you got your your Taylor Swift. You know, your Tim McGraw, you know, you got even like Aerosmith, um, you know, even Justin Bieber and the, I mean, Popkin, Britney Spears. These are not sex artists. It's just, they're just music, you know. But in the black community, if you're heard on the urban radio, it's going to be in one way about sex or, or violence or drug dealing. Your T.I., your Jay-Z, your Jeezy's. Your Rihanna's, your Beyonce's—it's all devilish, satanic behavior. And if y'all—I don't—I don't know what else to tell y'all. Have y'all noticed everything? Real quick, is—is—is is, is the the colors of the satanic flag? The colors of the satanic flag are red, white, black, and silver. Everything in society is red, black, and white. Look around, and I, that's all I want to tell you. I'm not gonna go into it too much, but just look around. Every every watch 106 in Park tomorrow. I promise you, every single video on 106 and Park is going to have a color scheme of red, black, white, and silver. Every single video, not one, will not have those colors blatantly, uh, you know, on it. Hey, you got, I don't know, nobody's noticed that but me, I guess. But just watch, and you'll be amazed. This is deep stuff out here. Marv, you ever look at this type of stuff, man? You ever notice that? I'm shocked. I'm shocked that you were able to point out that observation. Um, I'm also shocked that that caller said that men want women who are experienced sexually. That just blows my mind right now. I mean, why would I buy a brand new pair of, sneak, a pair of shoes and somebody all, already broke them in? Like, I want I want a pair of brand new shoes. I don't want a pair of used shoes. Like, just the logic is just proof that you know the mindset out here of these women are just so crazy. And, uh, and not to not to keep it too, I mean, you know, keep it going too long. But the switchboard that I'm looking at as we speak is red, black, white, and silver. It's, it's everywhere, literally. Lewis, any thoughts on any of the stuff we're talking about? Oh, you know, I'm 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 like him. You know, I don't. As far as all that experience stuff, not this guy. Now, why why would I want a woman to have all? All them experiences with some other guy. No, we can we we can get the experience started on honeymoon night. Listen, guys, we the experience is what we will do all everything we need to do. We have experience. Most men have most men won't admit it, but most men have been with close to a hundred women. You know what I'm saying? And you don't. I don't want to. Don't start the. Oh no, that ain't gonna be my. Yes, it will be your husband, and you won't care about it. You understand? But the difference is we will. And the, and the problem is you guys are trying to do the things that we're doing, and that's where you're having problems. We don't want women who are who have done the things that we've done. A lot of people are saying, well, that's hypocritical. You've done X, Y, and Z. No, I don't want a wife who's done what I've done. 
I've done some crap. I was a bastard back in the day. You understand? Like, I, I'm not proud of the things that I've done. I don't want a woman who's done even a, re, a fraction of what I've done. You know what I'm saying? I want my wife, I, 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 can, I can truly say that she is better than me. You understand? That's what we want, though. We want a woman. Marv wants a woman who's better than him. Lewis wants a woman who's better than him. You know what I'm saying? I want someone who's going to make me better. That's what we all want. Forget what you, you've heard. We're telling this. Forget everything you've heard. This show right here is telling you everything you need to know. Forget act like a lady. You got, I told y'all earlier. I told y'all to watch Steve Harvey's show today. I, I want you to. I'm not a hater. Watch these shows. I don't care about money. I don't care taking ratings. Watch his show. Watch all these shows. Go buy the book. I want you to buy the books. Get the information. And then listen to me and hear the truth. Understand that? Let's keep it moving, though. And I see more calls on the line. Because these, these guys make me look good when they talk this craziness. Um, real quick, the 90-day rule. James, real quick, before we go any further. You know, Steve Harvey says that women should, you know, Make a man wait, not not give it up on the first date, but have standards and make a man wait for 90 days. So if you, let me just ask you to start off. If you met a woman who you only wanted to have sex with, would, you know, and you, I mean, how would you feel about that? Would 90 days be a good representation of how you felt or your intentions toward that woman? You know, if I, if I, if I heard a woman that actually uh, said that and actually was, actually believe that that was the best thing to do, I probably would have a good laugh uh, behind her back because uh, any man, you know, any man can wait three months, you know, to get what he wants. I mean, what's, you know, most most men are actually dealing with multiple women, and so waiting 90 days for one particular woman to give it up is absolutely, you know, it's, it's not a problem at all. And I just don't understand these women sometimes and how, you know, I don't understand why they even believe that that, you know, 90 days would be enough time to prove to a man uh, that they're a respectable woman. That's just a ridiculous mentality. It's absolutely, I've been saying for years that it's absolutely ludicrous to think that 90 days, that or that, to think that if a man sticks around for 90 days, then that mean that will show you in any way his intentions towards you. You just heard from James. Tim, what do you think, what are your thoughts on the 90-day rule? Well, basically, I had a conversation earlier with a couple of my coworkers about this whole 90-day rule thing. And basically, it's like this. A man can basically wait three months before you decide that you want to give it up, according to Steve Harvey in his book. Because on the 91st day, you're going to give it to him. And on the 92nd day, he's going to be gone. I and what did you get out of it? I say that every single day, man. You give it, you wait ninety days. That ninety-first day, he he asks you to be his girlfriend, and but he tells you, look, let's just keep this between us. Da da da. You know, he hits. You know, all of a sudden, he needs some time. It's moving too fast. He needs to take things slow. That's when you get all that crap. And it's just it's one big game because again, he's been having sex with multiple women the whole time. See, that's what Steve Harvey doesn't tell you. He doesn't. You notice he never says anything about that, right? He just assumes that these men are focused solely on you for 90 days. But that's not the case. These men are telling you that, but, like, they don't even show that in the movie. They make it seem like these dudes are pressed for, to get their sex. Like, dude is going all crazy trying to get the sex, and when he doesn't get it, he's, like, hyperventilating. All. No, dude, come on, man. Back in the day, I had Megan Good, a Sanaa Lathan, a Maya, a Beyonce, like, all on speed dial. 
At any given time, I could call up any of those women to come over. You know, and that's just what it was. Marv knows all about that. Everybody knows about that. And so that's what I'm saying to you. You know, 90 days is nothing. I've personally hung around for 90 days specifically for sex. You know, per, me, I'm not forget all everybody else. Forget all these stories. Me personally, I've personally done that. So that 100% totally negates Steve Harvey's best-selling 90-day rule. It, it's absolutely ludicrous. It, it, Lewis, any any quick thoughts on it? Because I want to get into some of these other topics. Well, if she if she thinks that he's waiting for her 90 days, she she's misled. Because I'm telling you, he's he's going to be getting it from somewhere until his 90 days are up. Right, right. Yeah, it's yeah. Marv, anything you wanted to add to that, man? I mean, you know, everyone has already mentioned, but you know, she could wait 190 days for all I care. I'm gonna have a few. I'm gonna have a few on my team who's gonna hold me down until that 90th day comes. So she can, she can, you know, she can read, you know, all the Steve Harvey books in the world. She can practice all of the habits, all of the, uh, you know, ideas that he puts out there. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't matter to me. I'm somebody out there is gonna give it up. So. Yeah, and, and ladies, just so y'all know, that little random, you call it random, but it's not random at all. He's just coming back for his unfinished business. A lot of y'all think, oh, yeah, you know, you wait. he waited two weeks. You told him he wasn't getting none. He fell off, so he wasn't down with it. So a lot of you think that that's a good way of weeding the guys out. No, it's not because uh, y'all still let him hit eventually. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of y'all, yeah, he was there for two weeks. He rolled out when he found that he wasn't going to smash. But now, you know, but he kept in contact with you through texts, through emails or whatever like that. Then all of a sudden, he pops back up nine months later, and now, you know, y'all start talking again. And in your mind, you know, he's been around this whole time. You've known him. A lot of women say, yeah, I've known him for two years. No, you haven't known him for two years. You met him two years ago. You know what I'm saying? So now you've all of a sudden, y'all go out on a couple of dates. Because you've known him for two years, now you feel comfortable giving him the sex after that first date of your second time around interaction with him. So it's really, y'all really giving it up on like the second or third date in reality. And that's really what it is. Stop, bottom line, ladies, stop having sex with these dudes. You know what I mean? That's really what it comes down to. You want to change your life, you want an elite man, you got to stop having sex. You know what I mean? No, everybody wants love, but nobody wants to stop having sex. And every man is saying that in their own way tonight. We're not looking for women who are having sex. That's, 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 if you want to answer as to why so many black women are single, it's because there are very few virgins and there are very few women who have had less than uh, 10 partners. That's, what, that's the real reason right there. You know, everybody has a friend with benefits who they're allowing to have sex with them. You know what I'm saying? That's why we see so many deadbeat dads. That's why we see so many uh, single moms walking around here with three kids. You know, cussing their kids out, smacking them upside the head because they're not pissed off at the kids that he dropped his ice cream cone. That they're pissed off is that the dude had sex with them, got them pregnant, and never called them again. That's the real reason that, that you know what I'm saying, is because they didn't want to stop having sex. James, is that something that you can agree with? I know I'm, I'm really going to start keeping it real in this last half hour. That's, uh, that's a powerful statement. I think I'm going to have to put that on my uh, Facebook because... Uh, you know, it's the absolute truth. The reason why a majority of uh, black women are single right now is too much sex going on out here. Very few women are willing to close their, long, their legs up long enough to get that blessing from God. And uh, I just, I mean, I think, you know, the wait for an elite man is well worth it. So, you know, that's all I can say. 
Absolutely. It's, it's If you can wait, guys, there's a reason the Bible says to wait. A lot of women are worried about, well, how you know? How, why would I want to wait? I need to test it out. I don't want to take a chance and not having you know good sex into my forties and fifties or you know thirties. It's you, know, you don't have to worry about that when you're dealing with an elite man. It's not it's not going to be an issue. Um, let's talk about if we can. We I mean we got to touch on it. If we're I mean there's no way we can talk about why so many black women are single without talking about these tattoos, these ridiculous piercings the excessive weaves, and the ridiculously ugly wigs and lace fronts that are being seen out here. I mean, let's just go down the line. Lewis, how do you feel about, because we talked about respectability, over 80% of black women wear some form of wig or weave. What do you feel about that? I love natural black thick hair. It can be, I mean, the length can vary. But I like to see natural, beautiful black thick hair. I don't I don't I don't care for weaves and wigs and all that stuff. All right, real quick, Lewis, we're just gonna go down the line and we've done this on a number of barbershop talks over the last few years. We'll do it again tonight. We've got a panel of at least six or seven guys on the line. Lewis, would you ever marry a woman who wore a wig or a weave uh, on a consistent daily basis? No. So your wife absolutely will not wear a wig or a weave? No, I want to see her natural hair. I mean, she is so insecure that she just got to have that, you know, and that's the most important thing to her. I, I can't do it. Now, I want to see I want to see the real her. I don't want to see no weave and, no, and all that stuff. Okay, all right, cool. That, now, that, here we go. So what we're saying now, we, there's not a person listening who would disagree that the vast majority of black women wear some form of weave. Lewis just said, well, I don't think anybody who's familiar with him online or seen his profile or heard him on this show, nobody would consider him not to be a great man. I don't think that there's not one person who would think that, but he's just saying that he would not ever marry a woman who wore a wig on. If you guys know anything about me, you know me what I do, take Lewis's response and just do a little ditto. I absolutely would not have never dated would never date if I was single a woman who consistently wore a wig or any form of weave ever. I never have, and I never would. You understand it? I think my, I mean, absolutely not. The one time my wife wore a wig, or excuse me, a weave, was on our wedding day. You know how y'all do those little, the, you know, the buns or whatever for specifically for the wedding. That's it. That's the only time. You understand that? And that is what you guys have to understand. You guys are wearing it just for GP, and you can't figure out why these men are not committing. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'm not going to avoid it. Wigs and weaves are one of the number one reasons why these elite men and just men in general are not committing to you. Lewis wants long, real hair. Not even long, just real hair. You know what I'm saying? That's what it. Now, James, same question to you. How do you feel about the wigs, weaves, and stuff? And, and even tattoos. Throw tattoos in there. I don't like tattoos. Um, I will say one thing about the weave. I hear a lot of women, I'm not sure about the styles, but I hear a lot of women saying a lot of this weave is uh, Indian and Brazilian weave. Um, If I wanted a woman with Brazilian hair or a woman with Indian hair, I would go out and find me an Indian woman or a Brazilian woman. I want a black woman with natural hair. I don't want a black woman with Indian hair or Brazilian hair. Bottom line. 
Right. Or or Malaysian hair, because, you know, made in Malaysia or this and that. A lot of y'all, I mean, the reality is a lot of y'all want that European look, and then you, but at the same time you get mad when we actually go out and date a white woman. You know what I'm saying? And that's, that's the problem, because, again, all men feel this way. We're just the ones articula- you know, articulating it tonight. Most men don't have the balls to tell you. There's not a man on the planet who would prefer his woman to wear a weave overweight. Some men will accept it, but hear me on this. There's, elite men won't settle for it. That's the difference between elite men and regular men. Elite men will not settle for less than we want or deserve. Some men will tolerate a wig or a weave. All men prefer natural hair. If you guys don't remember anything but other than that, here, take that with you. Nobody prefers a wig. Nobody pre- prefers fake. You understand that, guys? Marv, what are your thoughts on wigs and weaves? Well, I mean, and your friends of, uh, you know, the Down Talk um, uh, group that you had, that was probably one of the longest threads I've ever seen in my life, just the whole argument about weaves, uh, wigs. You know, a lot of women were making arguments that um, it could be because of a medical condition, why they were losing hair, uh, or to protect their natural hair. But then another woman would, would, you know, would respond and say, that's nonsense. So it was like they were constantly contradicting each other throughout the entire thread. And I'm just sitting back just amused because, you know, it just seems like to me the overall perception is that women who wear weaves is a sign of insecurity. Bottom line. I mean, I was dating a woman once. She had short hair. I went over her house. She opened the door. She looked like Tina Turner. I mean, <laughs> hair all over the place. I'm looking at her like, what did you do that for? You know what I mean? And then it's like you'll meet a woman, you're getting ready to have sex. She has this weave in her hair, and she's saying, I don't want to have sex because I don't want to sweat my hair out. Look at the gyms. I go to LA Fitness all the time. 99.99% of females are white. You know what I mean? And, like, it's it's, it's a sad situation, man. I mean, and it's like, where where did, where did this start from? I mean, you know, I don't want to throw you off, but it's just like, where did this insecurity begin? Mark, let me ask you a question. Just so we're clear, would you ever marry a woman who wore a weave on a daily basis? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And I didn't ask uh, James real quick. I mean, would you? Would your future wife, would you consider marrying a woman who wore a weave on a regular basis or a wig? No. Absolutely not. So not Lewis, not James, not Marv. And I, you guys already know, absolutely not me. And real quick, I'm going to keep going down because there's some other guys, but I, it's also very important to understand that we're not, you know, we're not heartless bastards, okay? If you have leukemia or you have some form of, you know, like, you know, we're not talking about medical condition, but you guys already know that. I mean, let's just let's just cut the crap. We're not, you guys know and we know that we're not talking about medical conditions here. You're just trying to play the devil's advocate. You're trying to debate because you want to justify in some way your insecurity for wearing the weave. You know what I'm saying? And and I, I appreciate Courtney telling us in, on a number of occasions the real reasons why she wore weaves as well as the real reasons why many black women wear weaves. And most black women wear fake hair. It comes from the insecurity. A lot of times it comes from seeking attention they didn't get from their fathers. I mean, and just so many other issues. But... So, you know, don't lie to yourselves, and please don't lie to us. And, you know, but again, if you have cancer or you want to do something for you, I mean, we'll deal with that. That's not an issue if it's an issue. But everything, you know, all things being equal, 
we're not marrying a woman with who wears a weave or a wig on a regular basis, and there, no one doesn't know what we're talking about here. Let's not even go there. Uh, Tim is here as well. Tim, what's going on? How do you feel about weaves? Well, I've basically said in the room for like the last week, two weeks now, I'm not with the weaves, I'm not with the wigs, I'm not with tattoos. I don't ask for anything, basically, that I'm not doing myself. I don't have any tattoos. I, I, I'm basically giving you myself in the purest form, in a real form. So why should I have to get something in a woman supposed to be my wife in, in, in a false pretense? 90% of you, 90% of your body is made in China, from the hair to the nails and everything else. So that's I'm not with that. And, and that's what I'm saying to y'all. I mean, we already know, the, the, and if you haven't already, add yourself to the Friends of the Data on Tolbert Show group. Fellas, if you're not in there, add yourself to the Courageous Black Men of Facebook. Ladies, add yourself to the Each Woman Foundation. It's my nonprofit organization specifically catered to helping women uh, achieve a 100% emotional availability. And the reality is this. We, we are not bashing y'all. We're not saying that you're a bad person. I'm not sure. I think Randy said something or posed a question. You know, does wearing a weave make you less of a woman of God? I chose to not participate in that group or in that debate, but I, I don't agree with that. I don't think it may, you know, you can love Jesus Christ wearing a wig, you know, or wearing a weave. But as far as us as men, hear us. They're not sexy. They're not cute. They do absolutely nothing for you physically. You understand? It, we would prefer that you didn't wear them. There, is, there are no tattoos that that make you look sexy or that increase your your value as a woman. Please understand that. You know, yeah, you know, maybe what my wife has no tattoos, just FYI, and has never worn a wig, a weave, or a wig. So that just kind of gives you an, an idea. But tattoos are not cute. They're not, they're they're something we would prefer that you did not have. I can almost guarantee you that. You know what I'm saying, ladies? So, so just keep those things in mind and, you know, take the information. You have it. Uh, now, let's talk about appearance-wise. We, on the other night, we discussed, um, you know, some of the thought process that goes into why we commit to certain women from a physical standpoint. All throughout the show, we've been talking more so about emotionally, uh, personality-wise. But at the end of the day, you know, let's be real. Men are visual creatures. We like to, you know, have something to look at. So what? what is your – and I just want to, go, again, go down the line. Lewis, what is your definition of beauty? You know what I'm saying? Like what's sexy to you? What's beautiful to you? Maybe even name one or two celebrities to give, you know, like women an accurate idea of who's, who's someone that you would find absolutely gorgeous. Go ahead, Lewis. We'll go right down the line. Okay. I have to say – Annihilation, definitely. Uh, Kerry Washington type. I'd even throw uh, Kiki Palmer in there. Kiki, isn't Kiki Palmer like sixteen? <laughs> is, is she, she kind of young? I didn't know she was that young. Uh, no, I'm messing with. Uh, no, I think she is pretty. She she might be like no, I'm messing with you. No, I probably haven't really followed her since she was sixteen. But I grew up watching her, so you know she's probably like twenty. Too, something like that. No, but she she's cool. No, I agree. I'm messing with giving you a hard time. It's barbershop talk. She is a, a very classy young woman. She's grown up into a, a nice, classy, uh, attractive young woman. So he said, uh, Kerry Washington, Kiki Palmer, and uh, Sanaa Lathan. All and these are all attractive women. You understand? And 
There it is right there. I don't even know what else to say. I mean, not Nicki Minaj, not Beyonce. These were not things, not Rihanna, not any of these ridiculous celebrities who prance around half naked. Nobody is going, I can almost guarantee you, you're not going to hear these names tonight. But I don't want to put the words in the fellow's mouth. Uh, James, same question to you. Uh, I'm feeling uh, making good, and I would have to go with uh, Gabrielle Union. Okay, all right. What, what, but overall, what would you consider sexy to you? Like, what's a beautiful woman look like to you? Just, you know what I mean? You know, definitely uh, the more natural, the better. You know, um, you know, not feeling the weeds, the least amount of tattoo as, tattoos as possible. Uh, preferably want a woman that keeps herself in pretty good shape. I mean, she doesn't have to be a supermodel, but, you know, she's at least going to the gym, working out, you know, exercising. And, uh, you know, just like I said, keeping it as natural as possible. Right. There it is, man. That's, I mean, I don't know what else to tell you all. That's kind of how it goes. Um, you know, Marv, what's going on with you, man? Same question. What's your definition of beauty? Maybe throw two or three celebrities out there that would help the women get an idea of, you know, who you find to be sexy. Well, let's say the first thing that I look at when I approach, you know, when I'm attracted to a young lady is, is I mean, it's her skin. You know, the hair, the skin, the nails, uh, just a clear complexion. I was never really in, never really had a preference for a skin tone as far as light skin, dark skin. never really mattered as long as it was, you know, she she looked clear, like clear, clean complexion. That that really turns me on. Um, you know, definitely nothing, you know, nothing, uh, obviously nothing overweight. Um, I'm going to go with, like, you know, Slim Curvy, you know, like a Sanaa Lathan, like Lewis said, um, the Nia Longs, uh, you know, just, just that natural beauty, that down-to-earth type of, uh, you know, type of energy, um, you know, just a woman that just appears, like she can be versatile, somebody I could take, you know, to wherever, to a mall somewhere low-key and then take her to a formal at the end of the night, and she can fit in in all, you know, in every every environment. It's funny that you said that, man, and those are great choices, by the way. But back growing up when I was in high school, we used to have a rating system. You've kind of you've heard some 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 numbers being thrown out, scale of one to ten. All men all men use rating systems to rate you. Um, you know, you don't know it, you don't hear it, but trust me, you you know, it's just eight eight point five, solid nine, nine point whatever it is. And um, one of the things that we used to do back in the day in high school, and I, yeah, high school maybe early college, we used to me and my homies used to say, you know. You know what's up with her? I'm dealing with somebody like, okay, cool. Say, is she walkable? You know what I mean? And basically, could we do what Marv just said? Could I actually be seen walking around with her? You know, could I walk down uh, the street with her, down South Street or wherever your, you know, your your popular hangout spot is in the country? You know what I mean? Or is she just effable? And we didn't say effable back then, but I'm going to say effable tonight because a lot of women out there are just effable. We could just bring them back to the crib and have sex with them. They're not walkable. We wouldn't dare be seen out in public with them. Not necessarily because they were not attractive, but because of the way they presented them. I mean, sometimes that was the case, but other times just because they they had that, that slutty look to them, that freaky type of look. And nobody walks around the street with Beyonce. You know what I'm saying? Nobody. It's, it's so crazy that black women put her up on this pedestal. For whatever reason, I don't know, when there's not a black man out, not an elite man at least, who would be seen or be caught dead walking around with Beyonce. You know what I mean? The way she prances around, showing her crotch off, exposing her breasts. Google real quick, before you guys go to bed tonight, Google 
Type in Beyonce crotch, you know what I'm saying, and see what comes up. Multiple pictures of her exposed crotch from not just, you know, some type of voyeurism type of stuff, but her on purpose, you know what I'm saying, exposing what's in between her legs. That is hoish and not even hoish, but whorish and disrespectful uh, behavior, you know, to herself. So, yeah, man, just uh, not a... Not a good look. So where are we at here? Uh, Marv just went. Uh, Tim, man, go ahead and throw some names out there, man. What's your definition of beauty? Um, well, in terms of celebrities, I would have to start with, with with Gina King, Nick Butch, right? Okay. Or Alexis Fields. But in terms of what I define as beauty, um, more or less she has to be like that showroom call, not the one that got the commercials and you know about when you walk in, into the car lot. And not necessarily the refurbished code, but the one that the salesman has has on the side that it's a pretty good deal, but nobody knows about because you didn't you didn't see it in a commercial in a magazine. Well, basically, it's about her skin. Her skin basically has to be like smooth on point, like with her nails, her feet, no tattoos, no piercings. So let me ask you this, though. Just, let me just play devil's advocate. So what if somebody, you know, doesn't have clear skin? What if they, they struggle with acne, but they still carry themselves in a, in a humble, respectable way and, and is genuinely pretty? Well, I, I don't want to speak on that because I've never been in that situation. So I can't speak on that because I'm the type of person I have to be in that situation, and I've never been in that situation. So No, I feel you. No, that's cool. That's re- No, I hear that. And, you know, and let me just kind of – let me – because we're all about inclusion here. We're not trying to exclude anybody. The the message that we want to send. I mean, at the same time, it's a it's a tough it's a tough place that we're in because we're we're struggling with being real as men. But at the same time, you know me. All of my advice comes from a biblical perspective. You know what I'm saying? I know Jesus can do anything and bless anybody with 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 an elite man once they you know become the greatest woman. So I don't want to make it seem like okay. You have to be a certain. You have to have a body like Sanaa Lathan. You have to have flawless skin. You have to have super long hair, big breasts. It's not. It's not about that. It's about internally what you bring to the table. But at the same time, we're just real men expressing who we personally. You know, a lot of men like bigger women. Like Gerald likes thicker women. You know what I'm saying? Me and it seems like the other guys tonight like petite women. And just to kind of you know throw myself out there, I'll tell y'all straight up. I like those older beauties, you know. Like, to, honestly, it's not too many uh, celebrities who I look at and be like, "Wow, she's she's beautiful." When I think of true beauty, I go back to growing up to Lark Voorhees from Saved by the Bell back then, when she was Lisa Turtle in Saved by the Bell. I mean, she was honestly gorgeous to me. That girl next door looked that humble, the real hair, just nice and just just absolutely flawless. I think about the Sally Richardsons. You know that that ridiculous type of beauty. Um, you know who else, man? Like honestly, to be honest with y'all, when when Rihanna came out, she was my number one. You know when she was like a very young girl, like you know what I'm saying when she first came out with that first, I was like, wow, she's absolutely gorgeous. You know, but now she's probably one of the least attractive women. That that's what sex and you know all that baggage will do to you. It just changes your whole your whole look. Um, uh, Zoe Saldana. It's probably like absolutely gorgeous, you know what I'm saying? Flawless beauty right there. Um, 
you know, you guys see Colombiana, but not not even Zoe from Colombiana because she's lost a little weight. I'm talking about Zoe Saldana from from Drumline. You know what I'm saying? When I saw Drumline several years ago, she, I mean, man, Mar, but Zoe Saldana and Drumline. I know you weren't a fan of her, but did you see Drumline? She was absolutely delicious. She wasn't as skinny <laughs> as she is now. Nah, she wasn't. She wasn't. Yeah, she, she was good. That was a good look right there. Yeah, that was a real good look. That's that's is for me. That's like the epitome of, of beauty right there. But that's again, that's just me. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I'm trying to throw out. Oh, and last but not least, yeah, I mean, uh, Jordan Sparks just saw Sparkle. You know, another classic. I mean, that is just true beauty right there. Not because of, I mean, physically yes, but just the way she was depicted in that movie. A very humble personality, respectable, had a nice personality. I mean, just just the mentality, flawless. You know what I'm saying? That's what we're looking for. And if you guys don't get it, it's please understand. It's more so about what's inside than what's on the outside. Because you can be a dime on the outside, but you know, it's if it's not going on inside, it's it's a waste. Nowhere on the list. Is uh is is a Beyonce and everybody's talking. Let's just I mean if we can keep it a little bit real and maybe be a little controversial. Everybody's talking about Michelle Obama. I mean I, no disrespect, but I I don't find Michelle Obama to be that attractive. Everybody tells talks about how flawless she is. This and that. I don't know. Real quick, go to Marv now. Real quick, is that I mean is she on your list? I mean you know no disrespect to the first lady. I mean she all right. You know Barack had that. I'm all past. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's be, I mean, let's be real here. Let's not, you know what I'm saying? James, I mean, Michelle Obama, is she one of the most beautiful women to you? You know what? I, I like her look, man. She's, you know, she seems to be very natural, you know, put aside all the, you know, all the political connotations and all that's going on. She seems like a natural beauty, you know. She seems like she wears her hair natural. She uh, doesn't have a whole lot of makeup on, keeps herself in good shape. You know, I, I, I like her. Okay, all right. Hey, you know, uh, Lewis, what about you, real quick? How you feel about Michelle Obama physically? I wouldn't necessarily say if she's on my list, but she does carry herself in a classy way. Right, right. Now, I can agree with that. She definitely does cl- carry her, like, from the things that we're saying, you know, classiness, uh, you know, humility, rocking in natural hair, you know, a lot of, little, very little, you know, makeup, things like that. You know, doesn't have the breast exposed, things like that. I mean, you know, I don't. It's funny, man, because like I said, I don't want to get too deep, but you know, I, I look at both of them a lot differently in the last six months than I did prior to that. So it's it's, it's kind of hard for me to, you know, look at her in that way. But it is what it is. I just like to keep it real, man. This is real barbershop talk for you guys. You know what I mean? Whether you like it, disagree, agree, whatever. Um, now. One last topic um, that I want to touch on, the definition, because there are a lot of perpetrators out here, you know, if we can. And like I said, there's more topics, but we have to revisit. But before we get out of here, I do want to touch on the definition of thick versus fat, because unfortunately a lot of women are, they have a false understanding of what we consider to be a thick woman. So, again, I'm going to go back and start off with Lewis. Lewis, you know, thick versus fat, in your opinion? I think when I think of thick, I think of not not you know exactly petite, but tone. When I think of thick, you know, there's you know there's there's I'm trying to say volume, but it's just tone as opposed to fat. There's a difference. 
Gotcha. Real quick, James, how do you feel about that whole thing? Um, a lot of women, they're, they're calling themselves thick, and, and when in reality men may be looking at them as a big girl or even overweight. Um, how do you feel about that topic? You know, I definitely think there's a big difference between um, being thick, calling yourself thick versus calling yourself fat. One of the uh, dilemmas that I find myself seeing a lot, especially from black women, is that they say they're thick in all the right places. And uh, when I hear a woman say that, uh, red flags pop up because, you know, we, we as men all know exactly what that means when they say they're thick in all the right places. Right. Yeah, ladies, quick word of advice just to piggyback, don't ever, ever use that phrase. Thick in all the right places. You say that, especially on like a, uh, you know, a blind date situation or meeting somebody online for the first time. Don't you? Don't ever say those words. Don't let those words come out of your mouth because that will immediately be a red flag. And I, I've told y'all horror stories about that. I, if I have time, maybe I'll touch on it. But don't don't say that, Mark. Real quick, thick versus fat. Well, Don, you know. Uh... Exactly where I'm coming from. In Philly, we got this saying, you know, these big women, they got shapes of, of a muffin. We call them muffin tops. Now, for those who are not in Philly, a muffin top is a, is a big woman whose stomach goes over the waist. It's absolutely disgusting. I mean, no offense. I don't mean to disrespect my sisters out here, but they need to hear that. They need to hear it. It's, it's an absolute, you know, disgrace. Um, anytime you sh- your shirt is just, um, fighting for position It's like your, your stomach is constantly trying to come out of your shirt I mean, that's, that's, not a, that's not a good look So, you know, the whole muffin top look I'm cool, I'll pass Yeah, man um, Quick example of, of someone of, of someone Who's thick versus fat Anybody come to mind real quick? Uh, what's that? What's, Precious Precious is, is, is absolutely enormous You know, she, she's obese <laughs> Um, I'm sure you, you know, it's, it's, it's sad too because wasn't she on, um, was it People Magazine? They put her in some red dress. Yeah. Um, she looked absolutely crazy. She looked crazy. She like her face was about to explode. Like, so I mean, who's I mean, thick? You know, that, that, that was bad. So who's she? Um, Sparks. She's thick. They don't, I'm going to go with uh, Jordan Sparks. I'm going to say she's thick. Absolutely. There you go. They, that's, that, I could not have come up with uh, two better examples. Precious is a big woman. She's an overweight woman. Uh, Jordan Sparks is thick. Okay? Beyonce is thick. Lisa Ray is thick. Um, you know, freaking Nicki Minaj is a petite, thick woman. She's, you know what I'm saying? She's thick. That's that's our definition of thick. And no disrespect, like I said, this isn't making anybody feel bad, but if you are bigger than that, if that's if you don't look like Lisa Ray or you have a body like Beyonce, then it's probably not a good idea to refer to yourself as thick. Just say, Hey, look, I'm a bigger girl and that's okay. Like that's what I'm I don't want to say it like that's that's a bad thing. I mean, although it it's you know, it's probably a health issue, but you know what I'm saying? It just means that you have some work to do in the fitness area. And that's something I can help you guys. I work with a number of women. I offer them my mind, body, and soul package where I put together a personalized nutrition plan for you as well as a fitness regimen in addition to all the emotional issues and, you know, striving to get you emotionally available to be found by that elite man. I also, you know, because the physical is, is very important. So don't, if you're fat, you're fat. You know what I'm saying? At one point I was fat. Well, I was never fat, but I wasn't in shape. You feel what I'm saying? I used to eat a lot of junk food. You know what I'm saying? So I wasn't in shape. I was unhealthy. 
And that's okay. I can say that, you know. But there are a lot of fat men out here fronting like they're they're diesel or they're husky. No, they're fat. They're unhealthy. You know what I'm saying? And that so it's not a a woman thing. It's not a, you know. If you're fat, you're fat. If you're thick, you're thick. You know, just own it. And if you don't like what you see when you look in the mirror, you've got to do something about it because that's where the self-esteem comes in. And men can smell and spot self-esteem issues a mile away. Real quick, uh, Tim, real quick, what are your thoughts on, on thick versus fat, though? Basically, like Morvin said, if your pants, your pants and your shirt is, is having a tug of war with, with your stomach, it's, that's pretty much your, your fat. Not with that. And to give a clear example, I would say Kenya Moore is thick, and fat would be Monique before the surgery. I, I think Monique is still fat. I mean, what, what do you think? Uh, one of the pictures I saw, it was a drastic improvement, but um, if I can give I, another, if I can give I another like example, then some... Queen Latifah would have to be the up to extent. Okay, <laughs> right. right, right, exactly. So, I mean, look, guys, and again, this this whole show tonight, as we get ready to wrap it up, was really an an, an opportunity for you to be that fly on the wall. Uh, in the barbershop, and we don't, we're not trying to be politically correct here. You know, I'm not trying to sell any books. We're not trying to do anything. We're just trying to keep it real with y'all, which is something that is greatly lacking in this community. Too many black men, your Steve Harveys, your other relationship guys, they're trying to make a buck. That even these pastors, they're trying to, you know, bamboozle y'all, you know, and get y'all to like them by telling you what you want to hear. You know, my my two-disc CD is entitled specifically What Women Need to Know But Don't Want to Hear for this exact reason, because you need to know it, but you most likely don't want to hear it. Uh, that's why I haven't sold three million copies. I sold a couple thousand, you know what I'm saying? But it is what it is. Get it at com if you want real information, real advice. Uh, real quick, as we wrap it up, Lewis, give him some last-minute words of wisdom. You know, we're just about out of time, so everybody, I'm just going to keep it real short. But what are some? what's one thing you want the people, you want to leave the people with today? That all, all the good black men aren't gay and on the down low, they're out there, but you have to put, your, you have to put yourself in the position to be, to be found by them, and that's by pursuing a relationship with Christ, keeping your legs closed, and in that way, you will be found by one. All right. Wow, there you go. Excellent. Guys, you guys can all keep up with Lewis in uh, the Friends of the Data on Tolbert Show group. He's a very active participant in there. And, uh, guys, these are all single men, you know what I'm saying, who have nothing to lose, not trying to front, you know. this is this is You've heard reality, you know, of, of the best possible men. Trust me on this when I say this. Uh uh, James, man, you know, great views tonight, man. It's a pleasure talking to you, having you on the panel. What's one thing that you want to leave the the listeners with this evening? I uh, appreciate you for allowing me to be here tonight. It was a pleasure. Um, all I can say, I just want to, you know, send a shout out to the ladies in the group that are actually making the necessary steps to become uh, 100% emotionally available women. Uh, you know, put the work in, and I guarantee you, God's going to bless you. Absolutely, that's what it's all about. God, you know can't lose sight of the the ultimate goal here is that blessing from God. The Bible says, he who finds a wife finds a great thing and obtains the favor of God. I want you guys 
to be a woman that would make a man feel as though he has obtained the favor of God by finding you. The way to do that is having that great personality, 100% emotional availability, and a, a high level of respectability. Uh, but, yeah, great having Lewis here, great having James here. And, uh, Marv, man, as always, a pleasure keeping it 100% real with the with the ladies. Uh, what, what's something you want to leave them with tonight? Thank you, Daydon, for another opportunity to, you know, share this panel with you and uh, uh, Timothy, Lewis, um, you know, James. Uh, you know, just for the women, you know, stop portraying yourself as uh, cubic zirconias, you know what I mean? Because, as you know, cubic zirconias has zero value, you know? Um, you know, you want to be a diamond. You know, we we love diamonds. That's what. <laughs> who doesn't love a diamond? We all we all want a diamond. So, you know, start to portray yourself of a woman with value, and we'll treat you as such. There you go, man. Say no more on that. You said a mouthful right there. Uh, you guys can also catch him in the uh, every. All these men are in the Friends of the Day Down Talbert Show group. But more importantly, these are the same men in the Courageous Black Men of Facebook All Men's Group talking about these same issues. It's not a matter of, you know, this is just something that men talk about. We're just allowing you guys to hear and get a, you know, something that we talk about every day, all day. Uh, and last but not least, Tim. Great to have you here as well, man. What What's something you want the ladies to uh, take away from tonight's show? Well, I want to thank you once again for the opportunity to voice my my thoughts. And basically, what I want to leave with the ladies is basically being a virtuous woman is not a part-time job. You can't just give up just because just things doesn't go right. Um, if you continue to believe in God and continue to improve and be emotionally available, God will deliver and lead man to you at the right time, not when you want it, basically when it's time. Right, right, absolutely. Don't let age fool you. Don't let insecurity, you know, don't let the devil start talking to you and convince you that, you know, all these men are weirdos and the psychos. There, you've heard from them tonight. There are elite men out there, whether it's, you know, any, any of you guys tonight, you know, you got your Gerald Howards. Virgil was a, uh, the ultimate elite man. Rest in peace to him. I know he's here on this panel in spirit with us tonight. And, uh, you know, it, it is what it is, guys. I, if I could pick one thing to leave you with this evening would be just to love yourselves. You know what I'm saying? Love yourselves and respect yourselves. Because at the end of the day, all men are looking for wives. That's what this is all about. We're every man here tonight. We've done our thing. We've been in the club. Some men may even still be doing the thing, but the reality is we're looking for wives. Every man is looking for a wife. And if he's not treating you as such, then you need to do that self-reflection and ask yourself, why is God not blessing me with that elite man? This was nothing, guys. This was just an email to these guys. I said, hey, look, I need some help. I want, I'm looking for some real men to step up and tell the ladies what's going on. Each one of these men inbox me they hit me up they stepped up to the plate so we will continue to do shows like this specifically for this reason we we didn't even touch on half the topics i wanted to talk about tonight but as you see we kept it 100 percent real with what we did talk about but i appreciate you all for listening in tonight and uh tune in tomorrow night tune in every night more great shows i want to close this out with, with what i call and i've called in the past the elite man anthem you know this is a song by by trey songs and I played it on a number of shows, but I want to play it again tonight. And listen to the words before y'all log off to this song. It's called Already Taken. And in this song, he shows 
or tells you guys exactly what his ideal or perfect woman would look like. And this, the, the words here are very indicative of what elite men look for in their wife. So I thank you guys for listening, and uh, I'll talk to you all tomorrow night. Peace. <laughs> I don't want